In the market for investment-worthy bags, watches, and fine jewelry, Rebag is the answer. Rebag is a luxury resale platform where each piece is carefully inspected by experts to ensure quality and authenticity. Use Rebag to buy and sell finds from the world's top brands, including Louis Vuitton, Chanel, and Cartier. Head to Rebag.com and get up to 15% off your first purchase as a member with code REBAGNEW. Shop today at Rebag.com. That's R-E-B-A-G.com. And use promo code REBAGNEW for up to 15% off your first purchase as a member. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Podcast like it. Just podcast like it. Podcast like it's 1999 podcast like it's 1999 podcast like it's 1999 hello and welcome to podcast like it's 1999 the podcast where we talk about the films of 1999 from a thai prison here <laughs> in 2020 and i'm one of your hosts kenny nybart and i'm phyllis gove and with us today are two of the stars of abc's station 19 two returning guests indeed uh Woo. Two very good friends, I can tell. Yes. Um, <laughs> Daniel Savory and Barrett Doss. Who have traveled Savory. together. Savory. 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 What did I say? Savory? Savory. Savory. Humiliating. Savre. And, uh, it does, it does look nope, like it. It's Savory. It, would, it no, is what it is. Everyone says it's so much prettier than I do. Savory. Savory is a way to butcher it, but it's Savory. I wouldn't say that. But anyway, it, they've, it, they, they've also traveled together, which I think is apropos of the film. Oh, have you traveled today. abroad together? Yes, yes. we did. We Where just did. Oh, where'd you go? Thailand. Well, <laughs> we almost did go to Thailand. Actually, we we went to the Maldives. Yeah. Oh, nice. Sure. Together. That's but so we were going nice. to originally go to Thailand first because um, Alicia was there, the third person that went with us. Mm-hmm. And we were going to go to Thailand, then go to the Maldives. And then because of timing restraints, we had to only go to one. We chose the Maldives. That yep. sounds like a good choice. Yes. <laughs> if this well, film is indicative now of anything. I know. It's like now we know what not yeah. to do yeah. when we decide to don't, ultimately go. Don't meet men. Don't just avoid yep. men. I generally. avoid them whether or not <laughs> in the Maldives <laughs> or here. So do I. <laughs> yeah. Oh. yeah. So just for a little context, mm-hmm. Danielle was on our episode of The Bone Collector. Indeed. That was a while ago. That was a while ago. It's one of my favorite episodes. I think we really connected. <laughs> 
Um, and then, <laughs> I'm blushing. I'm blushing. Well, well, we really, we both thought Denzel should wind up with Angelina Jolie. Well, you guys did. I yeah. didn't. Phil, I know. you're always on the opposite side. That's just not true. This. I mean, and on the opposite side of I, <laughs> I mean, I, I thoroughly enjoyed that episode. Yes. I, I felt uh, just not any chemistry between the two leads in that movie. We don't need to relitigate that one. Huh. Danielle and I were right. You were wrong. Ah, um, we're also going to have Danielle on for a bonus episode on Deep Blue Sea 2. Can't wait. Yeah, it's great. Can't wait. That's very exciting. Yeah. And Barrett, of course, <laughs> was on our team with the Mussolini episode where yeah. she turned us both yes. Yes. from I've, negative to positive. I'd say all three of us. Because when you I came know, in, you I were was, a little wishy-washy. I was a little wishy-washy despite And then by the end, we were like, wait, is this movie a Do we like this movie? Maybe it is. And then, Maybe this movie's great. And then Zeffirelli died like a week he did, later. He did. I know. Wait, yeah. you guys. We, that was a wonderful, thoughtful send off. Yeah. <laughs> it was the best. The best really he could ask for. It was, was way better than the New York Times article three. where he got Jeez. accused of sexual uh, uh, harassment. Like, yeah, by, well, posthumously. What are you going to do? You know. You know. He, yeah. Well, seven, Seventy years making movies. You're going to sexually assault a couple. I, I don't agree with that. I wholeheartedly disagree with that. Um, but here I we guess are. We'll find out. If here we are. Yeah, yeah. I know. Uh, I know. Palace, you can which I will be so lucky, right? Which I will inevitably call to, to work for seventy years. Broke Jesus. back palace at yes. some point during this, please. Because I feel like it's just, it's, do you know what I mean? Not because there's any yeah, I correlation. Did, I, I did it. It's just it's a different yeah. kind of it's buddy a, movie. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> they love each other, though, in this movie, sort of. Yeah. It's an interesting it's movie. It's a very weird movie. It's very weird it's movie. So weird. Danielle loves this movie. Here's what's I, interesting. Didn't rewatch it. I didn't. Did I or didn't, didn't have time. And we had not seen it. So you guys all rewatched it recently? We all watched it within watched the last the 48 time. hours for the and first time. I have, I saw, I like was like, God, I have to remember this movie. Like, I have to remember because I. Did you read like a plot synopsis or anything? No, like? I just watched like all the little trailers again okay, and like okay. refreshed my brain. Okay. But I remember like the things I loved about it and like what Great. stuck out to me. But yes, this was a staple in my childhood, which might That's be disturbing. Interesting. Wow. You, yeah. and, you and Barrett had weird staples. Yeah, we did. <laughs> we had very different childhoods. <laughs> like, yeah, she's watching Tea with Mussolini. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Watching broke down palace. Yeah, um, I wasn't watching either of them no. since I had not seen either of those films prior to this podcast. They're both. Um, they both take place in foreign countries. We're yeah, they're, a they're comparison they're between tea with Mussolini <laughs> and well, like well, our, our childhood. Our oh, there okay. is something to be said. Both of them are are indictments of the countries that they take place in. Oh sure. Mm. Yeah, uh, especially That's this true. one. That's true. This one is yeah. real mm. hard on the tie. <laughs> yeah. Which is always kind of a weird look for a Western yeah. film. Yes. I think that's – it's the There's kind of cultural... movie that couldn't get made. Oh, no. 100%. You really wouldn't want to. No. It's no. also – there, there, there are other targets. Of the two tie movies we've had in 1999, neither of which are particularly uh, flattering. Although I think The King and I is more flattering than this one is. And, and The King. Ah. That's what I meant. Sorry. Yeah. Uh, Jody. Jody, Jody and Chow Yun Fat. Love also, a, a couple with just no. crackling chemistry. <laughs> Anna and the King is more flattering and way more condescending. Yes, and and also, well, yeah, because it's like it's this beautiful, sweeping. I love that this is a, an Anna and the King. Uh, I know our yeah. lowest rated podcast without and no uh, yeah. Jessica Ellis, our yeah. guest, is the best, Anna and we're going to have her back. But it is the lowest episode. Yeah. <laughs> no one wants to listen no to the Anna and the King. Tea with Mussolini did really well. Did it? Mm-hmm. Yes. Fascinating. Yeah. Well, well who knew? Fascinating to listen Maybe, to. Maybe, yeah. It's well, definitely because of you. 
That, I don't know. There is that. absolutely no reason why anyone would listen. <laughs> can to you? Can you? Do you have the stats on like if someone listens to it multiple times? Because oh, <laughs> you have some fans on yes. Twitter that have I, yeah, definitely some, done some reloading, uh, which and, I yeah. uh, totally appreciate. I was yeah. actually talking about my mother, <laughs> but I, <laughs> you got two. she was like name checks. Like <laughs> I didn't realize until I listened to it how many oh, yeah. times I talked about my mom on that podcast, Aww, and I was like, so I bet sweet. she. She was. She listened to it, and then she called me, and she was like, "I'm listening to you. You keep talking about me." And I couldn't tell if she was like happy about That's it. Really I think funny. she was, but it was. It was, it was, pretty it was all flattering. No, of course yeah, it was. So. Yeah. Uh, Just wait till this one. <laughs> this one's. This one's I'm less. I'm coming for you, Mama. I don't even know really. I went through a whole host of emotions watching this in the last 24 hours, and I say that in the sense that. Sometimes I liked these characters and sometimes I fucking hated these characters. Sometimes I was rooting for them. Sometimes I was just like, just let them rot in a Thai prison. I just, there was stuff in it that was was conflicting. I felt that their relation, I think that this film is very strangely edited. It feels like it's sort of been compressed and I feel like Mm. I'm missing things as I was watching it. I don't know if you guys felt the same way, but there was just either, either it wasn't an editing thing or they were just rushing through stuff. But I found myself wanting more detail and more of an understanding of these two people and their friendship. I don't know if you guys felt the same. Silence. It's so funny. I mean, I'm going to the fact that I haven't seen it in so long, but like for the teenage Danielle, I was like just in love with their friendship and I didn't care about the missing elements. I think if I saw it again now. So how old were you when you saw this? Probably the last time I saw it was when I was like 17. Okay. See, that makes a little bit more sense. Yeah, you're gonna have to elaborate. Okay, because what do you think? Is, what what was? It's a weird question to ask, but what do you think was missing? What? Because I don't. That wasn't what I got from it. Like I, I think this story is pretty. It's a straight pretty, line. Yeah, it's a that straight I'm line, not, and I pretty much understand it. And maybe it, it hasn't been kind I, of fleshed out as much as we. That, were. That's sort of what I'm getting. Okay, at. So I, from from my issue with it, and again, this movie is a is a tight 98 minutes. Like there's yeah. no fat on this thing. And I can't help but feel like there is a longer movie where the relationships feel a little bit more impact and it's it's more perhaps emotionally rewarding because there's just times where I found myself they just weren't really looking out for each other in a weird way. Yeah. It just felt very plotty. Like they were just like, what's the next beat to get us where we gotta go? Like they just they they seemed very intent on just story as opposed to character. And I don't know. I mean, personally speaking, I think that it could have been a, a richer movie if I fully bought this dynamic between these two women. I'm not saying that I didn't buy it at all, but I didn't buy it as much as I kind of wish I had. That being said, by the end of it, I did find the, the, the ending quite powerful. So maybe I'm totally talking into my ass. I don't know. Yeah, I bought my eyes hmm. out every time. Every time I watched it, I'd bomb my eyes. Well, Claire kills that scene. Oh, so she is, murders that scene. Like it's is, like the whole thing is. She read the script. She's like, okay, this I, is this I is why I'm, I'm doing, doing this. Thing. Yeah, yeah. I'll give you why I think it, you're feeling the way you're feeling. Okay, my best read. Okay, um, the movie kind of suffers from uh, a fundamental issue, which is by putting these two characters in the Thai prison, they don't speak the language, they don't have any access to any evidence, and have any way to. Take, to take charge of their own story, mm-hmm. you do kind of feel like you're watching two characters who have no agency 
And yes. you don't really know mm-hmm. what's going on. Yes. Another movie about this similar subject might pull out and might be all about the Bill Pullman character, mm-hmm. which like sometimes these movies are, right? Yeah, yeah. You have someone who's wrongly accused in prison. And you're actually just talking about the lawyers right. who are outside. There was a movie called um, Red Corner that I kept thinking about. Yeah, the Richard Gere movie. Richard Gere yeah. movie by Lane. And Primal Fear, also Richard Gere, not a foreign film, but, but it's that same, same sort idea. of thing. Where, yeah, yeah. And like you can make, you can make the yeah. – the, imprisoned person an interesting character mm-hmm. and Primal Fear is kind of its own unique case. To kill a mockingbird? To kill a mockingbird? <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's yeah. kind of I mean, like, it's, it's it's kind of like a tale in all, yeah, all this yeah. time, right? Yeah, yeah. I'm sure there's, yeah. you know, some ancient Greek play about this. Yeah. Yeah. I wouldn't know. Um, but but <laughs> I know by, by focusing on these two characters in the prison, it's just kind of torture porn yep. without the torture. Because it's not that bad in the prison. Don't get me wrong. I'm not trying to live in the prison. Yeah. But it's it seemed no worse than Orange is the New Black. You know? Yeah. Um, so, <laughs> except like occasionally there are some rats in her yoga mat. What or a cockroach in her ear. I know. It's like a cockroach, cockroach in the ear, ear. But you're going to get cockroaches in the ear in any prison. No. So, that sticks but, with me forever. Yeah, so, that was pretty foul. It was real foul. So, I loved – I did love the end because I yeah. did find a way to give one of these characters the ability to make a decision. I agree with that. Um, but to me, like it, it was awesome. And I really do think it was an awesome end, but it also too. just stuck with me. It really upset me too. Because, it's an upsetting ending. Well, there's, there's some implicit idea that Claire Danes kind of deserved that. Which yeah. I think is, I fully agree, which I think is bullshit. I like part of my issue. And I sort of, I, I inarticulately earlier kind of said this vacillating had a lot to do with the fact that the characters weren't necessarily drawn particularly sharply. Like there's Mm. times where you're supposed to think that they were these rebellious, crazy kids, which they didn't really seem. Claire Danes more than Kate Beckinsale. A little bit, but not, you know what I mean? But not to the extent with which she deserved the punishment that she gets. They didn't seem any different than, say, Danielle Barrett. <laughs> yeah, same yeah. same deal. Yeah. Although I <laughs> same deal. No, I actually uh, I d- was pissed off at the ending. Oh shit! I did not like that, and I think that's exactly why the martyrdom. Yeah, yeah, I think oh. it didn't make sense. Maybe it's because they weren't drawn super clearly. It's yeah. because I didn't really understand what their friendship meant. I didn't think that. Uh, Darlene, like Kate, right? right. Darlene, Darlene. Kate's, Kate Beckinsale's character <laughs> yeah. did anything to deserve freedom, w- freedom, <laughs> and like, and for Claire Danes's character, for Alice to go down for it when Darlene gets off. The only yeah. reason I, I, I could see that making sense is because Alice looked at her and was like, "Oh yeah, this you ain't bitch gonna make can't it." Hack it. <laughs> like I, like that was totally, yeah. which is that's exactly which is totally yeah. true, yeah. and like that's okay. But it was like I, I was like, then let's just call it that, and yeah. not I love my friend so much that I will sacrifice my entire life for her when she clearly wouldn't do that. And for also, her. Darlene and it, sets so much like so much in motion signing the goddamn uh, uh, thing at the beginning. I was like, she was I would have lost my mind on. Darlene. And can and like, I say what are you doing? I say this also because I was watching this movie and thinking, okay, well, I'm gonna go in here and me and Danielle are gonna have to have a conversation about these two friends who go on this trip together. And like, yeah, they're teenagers and everything, but I was like, I'm totally a fucking Darlene. You would have signed it? that. I don't I don't know, but when I like I if have. I was 17 or 16 or 17 or 18, however old they are in this movie. Totally. Are you so you're was, the Darlene and she's the Alex I would have, I, And I totally would have sacrificed my life for Barrett. <laughs> oh, I know. See? Thou can't hack it, Barrett. <laughs> cannot hack it. No. I got this, so, girl. No. I, I want to throw out one, I want to throw out one thing. Uh, 
for our listeners who haven't watched this movie, basically Claire Danes and Kate Beckinsale wind up in a Thai prison, and the end of the movie is Claire Danes takes the a hit. double. Yeah, she takes a double sentence, so Kate Beckinsale can go out. Um, can be released. One is it is ambiguous as to whether Claire Danes may have known that there was drugs in her bag. Because at the end when Kate Beckinsale is like leaving, she's like, if I tell you I did it, if I tell you I did it, you'll hate me forever. If I tell you I didn't, like you won't, you you know, you'll never forgive yourself for leaving. So I do think that it's possible that, because we didn't see a lot of a relationship with, Nick. What was that dude? Skip Nick, Nicholas whatever. Nicholas Sparks. Yeah, Nick. Right, Nick. Nicholas Sparks. Future. Author. <laughs> it was Nick. Nick Parks, but whatever. <laughs> Future author Nick Sparks. Yeah. Um, His book career is really taking off. It's really so. taking off. Yeah, well, yeah. drug career not so great. Yeah. The heroin. He needed a fallback. You know. So it's we didn't see a lot of the Claire Danes Nick thing. So no. it is possible that she knew, and so that's one thing that we can discuss. Yeah, but I don't want to forget the other thing, which is I would have also liked Claire Danes to have found some purpose in the prison. Mm. Yes. If she had found some purpose in the prison, even like another prisoner that she was able to sort of have some, I agree. Anything, anything that like you felt like her life isn't just going to be wasted here. Yeah. Um, that may have made me feel a little better too. It's, it's a, it's a strange, as I was watching the film, um, I turned to my roommate and I was like, it almost feels like they don't really want to make this movie. If that makes any sense. Like they <laughs> want to make it, but they don't want to make it, too edgy and they don't want to make it too dark because then it's completely unsaleable. They do all these things to try to kind of make it accessible with some fucking weirdo soundtrack. Like, of the, all soundtrack, these- oh, like the soundtrack. So <laughs> nine. Oh my God. It's I was so crazy. happy. I heard Nelly Furtado and yeah. I was like, yes! yeah. <laughs> How about like so much Sarah McLaughlin? Like the soft house version of Rock the Casbah. It's a weird soundtrack. Trying to make junction with like all these zooms, like going into like the scene transition, like going through a coffee cup into like some other. It's got a very like that shit though. Like I love it so much. It's so nice. I will say it is totally. It's it's trying to be a hip movie when it's when it's decidedly not a hip movie. And on top of all of that, I thought it was a hip movie before I watched it. Yeah. Yeah. I did too. And I remember it's kind of a hip name, broke that, down palace, yeah. and it's a cool yeah. premise. It's a and it's a seventeen-year-old like, in nineteen ninety-nine that sure. was super hip. Yeah. Like, sure. I was like this movie is amazing. I'm going to watch it until the you were not seventeen in nineteen. No, no, I wasn't. When I oh, watched yeah. it, I was last yeah. time I watched it was seventeen. Whatever it was in nineteen ninety-nine. Yeah. But it's like it's just there's just a you feel studio influence to a certain degree, and even in the end, where you're, I agree with you, there is this ambiguity because they you get the impression that they don't want to really take a stand one way or the other. They want to kind of have your cake and eat it too. You have which this. Which is okay. Which, I think, which is fine. I think in this but, scenario, I think in this situation, it's okay. The only the issue I have with that is it feels like it's Claire Danes' movie when it really should have been, if you're going to feel, if you're going to feel that perspective, it should have been Kate Beckinsale yep. being your protagonist, mm-hmm. um, which she's really not. She could have had way more, like they could have gone into her character, I think way more. And it would have, yeah. I think you would have found a reason that the ending would have made sense. If yeah. You if they had like gone there a little oh, there's, bit more. They really, it's, I just want to finish my, my quick thought about the studio thing though, which is that the movie ends on a freeze frame of Claire smiling yeah. in an ocean of people in a prison. Yeah. In an attempt to be like, it's going to be fine. And then they played <laughs> Don't You Forget About Me. It was like so weird. <laughs> but I mean, they might as well have. <laughs> it's it's a very strange sort of, they wanted to end on this, like they're going to do everything they can to get me out and I know they won't stop until they get me out of here. 
smiley face and you're just led to believe that maybe they get her out. Who knows? Uh, I didn't take it that way at all. But that's, that's, that's so literally – the last line is – Henry and Dar- Darlene will do everything they can. They won't stop until they get me out. And then and it's I think a I always remember just being like, that's never going to happen. Yeah. <laughs> sure. <laughs> but but it's so like funny. the studio trying to round the edges off yeah. it a little bit so it doesn't feel. I thought for sure if this movie was made today, yeah. if they like made a version of this movie today, yeah. it would be her like smiling in the prison and Darlene like having a baby. You know, like getting <laughs> yeah. like she would be like yes, pushing just, a stroller yeah. in, in some idea. Yeah. 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 I mean, and it would be totally like it was like, whoops. Who is the cast? Who, who do you cast in these roles in today? Yeah, I mean, we're talking about 17-year-olds. I don't know any 17-year-olds. They're supposed to be 17 in this movie? Yeah. Oh, right. well, or, given her recent performance, I'll throw Zendaya in the mix. Oh, that, that that's interesting. She, and that would She'd make it great. dark. That'd which character? Awesome. Which character? She, I mean, probably I would Alice. probably say Alice. Yeah. But, Alice? That's right. interesting. So if you can't... I mean, Bill Pullman's still Bill Pullman. He could still, like be still Bill Pullman. I want to talk, I want to talk I about Bill Pullman. Pullman. Oh, yeah, 100%. Minute, but I, yeah. Want to, I want to cast the other character now that we've got yeah. Zendaya. Because I guess I know more 17-year-old actors than <laughs> I, I Yeah. It sort of needs that to be like... from Riverdale? I was literally just thinking the blonde, mm. the girl who, girl plays, from, uh, like, who plays Betty. Lil, Lil, Lily Einhardt? Right. 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 Yeah, yeah, yeah. Reinhardt and Zendaya. That's not bad. Because part of the problem is that Kate Beckinsale... Never, or at least certainly, I can't see her as this, like, innocent, like, wallflower. She just doesn't play that. It doesn't read. Mm-hmm. It was originally supposed to be um, Jennifer Love Hewitt, who had to oh. bail at the last second for, I kind of I, would, I have would have bought that, that more. Yeah, really. Would have been interesting. I would it, have I, liked, I would not have liked that. You would not have, you you're not, not a, no, okay. I'm not a Jennifer Love Hewitt fan. I'm not a huge Jennifer Love Hewitt fan, I but there's really a, like Kate Beckinsale in this role, and really? I kind of like okay. that I never liked her in the role. Well, that's interesting. Like, then maybe that was oh, the goal. The character, you yeah. Just, I never really sort of like. You're not. I mean, I don't know if you're supposed to like her or not. That's a. Th- mm. That's kind of the weird part of it is that there's like. I think you're supposed to like her. Okay, I do. I like feel like. I feel like you're. I feel like you're supposed to like. I don't know really how else to do it. She doesn't. She didn't do anything wrong the whole movie, except she was kind of a dope. But like, she does some. Dumb she was a dope. shit. <laughs> I don't want, to, but that's fine. I'm a it's dope. Fine, I don't want dopes to go to jail for being dopes. I, I, yeah, fair enough. I, I mean, it's just it's it's. I am a dope. That's true. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't say that. Uh, I, I do think that it's an interesting performance from Kate Beckinsale, who I do really like. This uh, is she, kind of her first. It's really kind of her role. first. Well, I would role. also like to say she was. 25 i think when this happened yes and claire danes was 20 and like it's interesting wow yeah i'm sorry did she you wiped the floor with her just like yeah claire danes she claire danes, killed yeah. i mean just, that's just she she's amazing but like her, yeah. it was to think of that difference and like yeah. watching them together and how the experience of filming this must have been not that yeah. they didn't get along i'm sure they did but like that idea that yeah. okay this girl is like totally outperforming but well, now, like, now yeah. imagine it with Claire Danes and Jennifer Love Hewitt. Uh, she would have been way outperforming. That's what I'm saying. Like <laughs> I, I, I'm saying, Fair. like because I agree I with you that like I, I'm not a hater. Just no, like, I also know I'm, her. I know, like, I know her, 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 her brain. Range. Her range. Yeah, I, I like. I don't want to shit on Jennifer Love Hewitt, but I'll just open this up. It's a it's a it's a non-judgmental question. What's her best performance? Probably Party of Five. Uh, Jawbreaker. Was it Jawbreaker? She wasn't even I know what you did last summer. Heartbreaker. Something about a heartbreaker. Heartbreakers. 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 Uh, She was really great. Sigourney Weaver. She was really great in an episode of Law and Order SVQ. (laughs) That was it. Yeah. (laughs) I'm not kidding. I bet she was great. I really 
did you? not I mean, see it was that. not that long ago, actually. I, so it might have I mean, taken her I, a while to get <laughs> I, I do like, think that there's a uh, to your point, Danielle. I think <laughs> there's a limited range yeah. there yeah. for sure. I'm not saying that there isn't, but I do think that there is this kind of wide-eyed American sort of innocence about her that I think, and it doesn't take anything away from Kate Beckinsale, who I do think is a great actress. Mm-hmm. Not an American, though, of course. She, she's not American, but that's not why. Not I just I think that there's something sort of there's a, there's something kind of cold about her. Kate Beckinsale. Kate Beckinsale. Mm-hmm. And, and, and it just sort of, I don't know. Are you thinking Jennifer Love Hewitt would have been more likable is what you're saying? More likable and okay. also just, I think it would have just got, Darlene does some dumb things in this movie. Wide-eyed is a great way to put it. There's like you a naive. Needed, you needed a naivete and you needed this sort of like, ah shucks kind of, like that's why the that's why Lily from Riverdale has mm-hmm. that sort of blonde hair, blue-eyed, all-American girl. I think it might have worked a little bit better. I get what you're saying. Um, as, as a child of so. the 90s, I love Jennifer Love Hewitt, of course. But sure. she's never been in a movie where she had to do anything. Right. No, that's outside, what I, I know what you I did. like her, too. I, don't I, get me wrong. It's not that I, I know, don't like I know what you did last summer, Spun. I'm with you. Yeah, just – I, I know what she can do. I don't even think – like this movie is barely not direct-to-DVD right now. And it's going direct-to-DVD if, if Jennifer Love Hewitt is in it. You think so? Yes. All right. I mean, I, I don't know. I think that truth – I mean, the movie is Claire's movie. She is great in it. She rises to the occasion. Always great. She's always great. No one sort of can tip into crazy like she can. And no one ugly cries better than Claire. Uh, like it's, I loved you guys' text chain scene. last night, by the way. Yeah. That I, yeah. like, catched up on, like, an hour later <laughs> and I'm reading it. And you're like – We were just like, there's so much ugly crying going on and lip quivering. Oh, the and lip trembles. Oh, my God. I was dying. I, like, love – I did I did not cry in this movie. Okay. I didn't cry. What and I'm a big movie with you? cryer. I got a little yeah, emotional the at the end. I got I to gotta be honest. I didn't, like, cry cry, but I, did, I got a little – I think I it little. was because I was like, don't do it, Alice. She doesn't deserve it. <laughs> like, I was, like, not down with that. But – I will say the closest I came was when she had that that fucking awesome scene that she had when she's on the phone with her dad yes. in the prison. Yep. And that almost got me because yeah. she – I think she does an amazing job. And it was one of the, the points in that movie that really reminded me and I kept – as the movie went on, I sort of – I kept that in mind for the rest of it, which helped. But it reminded me how old these – girls are supposed yeah. to be you yeah, know yeah, yeah. it's easy to forget i think especially because they're performing really well that some of the decisions they're making or that they wrote for them uh, yeah I, I would buy that a teenager in that position would do some stupid 100%. stuff like that i knew and, a lot of te- teenagers who did things like right that. Yeah. i may have been a teenager who did things like just maybe like that. that's right i am raising my hand alice that as well alice. i was a darlene i didn't do anything wrong yeah and I, I was i was a darlene as well I, I didn't really do anything particularly i'm also canadian so there's that yeah i am from minnesota a, a country of darlene a, a country of darlene <laughs> yeah. i don't know if i want to say that um but yeah it's i, I also just it's interesting because this movie comes four years after romeo and juliet mm. and ah. i mean she's Amazing in Romeo and Juliet. She's so good, She's in, so good in that. Where movie. does Little Women lie in that? That's a good question. That. That's nine. Is it? I think so. Let's see. I loved that movie. God, I watched. I that. Are you excited for the new one? I saw Little Women. Yeah, yeah, I think so. I hope it's good. I think it'll. The new I think it, good. it'll be good. I think it was ninety four. So that's the same year, right? Mm. What's ninety four? Little Women and uh, well, when is Romeo, Romeo and Juliet? Juliet's maybe right after that. Romeo and Juliet is not until ninety six. Oh, all right. What are you gonna do? She's, I mean, uh, she's just looking so at her career, so and good. she's had such a 
an amazing career. Yeah. Obviously, my so-called life is amazing. Uh, Home for the Holidays, which I think <laughs> is an underrated movie. Amazing Love movie. that movie. Yeah. Which one was Home for the Holidays? The uh, Jodie Foster directed it. Uh, Holly, Holly Hunter. Hunter so yeah. they all go home for Thanksgiving. Robert Downey Robert Jr. Jr. is in Jr., it. Dylan McDermott. Mm-hmm. Uh, ah. It's just it's a really really good movie. It's like a family movie. It's great. Uh, really and then she does movie. Romeo and Juliet ninety six U turn, which I think she's amazing in. Uh, a little scene, uh, uh, Oliver Stone movie. And then in 99, she's got Mod Squad and Broke Down Palace. Uh, Mod Squad, not a good movie. I also like Mod Squad. <laughs> I loved cheesy films growing up. Like, I loved the campy, kind of weird, kind of cheesy, kind of... Sure. There wasn't much thought put into it. It was on the page That's, is what you got. There was not much thought put into the Mod Squad. And I for some reason, that. I liked those movies. That's fair. That's fair. I saw Mod Squad in the theater. I remember seeing that in the theater. It was like January... It doesn't matter. Anyway. <laughs> uh, I'm, just, I'm stopping myself before you. Where talk. were you? Um, <laughs> but I, I, she's had a really pretty tremendous career. But Romeo and Juliet feels like it's the thing that kind. I don't want to say puts her on the map, but it it sort of puts her into a different stratosphere. I would say it puts her on the map. That was absolutely. I mean, it's, it's, like it, was a, a it was a movie star. Maybe it was yeah. after my so called life. Yeah. But um, yeah. It's Romeo and Juliet. It's Juliet. One person in a generation gets to play Juliet. Mm-hmm. She almost didn't her. get to play it, too. What's that? She almost didn't get to play Who's it. Who's going to be? Who is Natalie it? Portman. Really? Uh, that would have worked, too. Um, <laughs> but I'm she, glad it worked she, out the way I am, too. Yeah, I am, too. I guess her parents had issues with, I guess, there wasn't, like, nudity in it, but they didn't like the She idea did the professional. Yeah. Well, yeah. Come on. She did Beautiful Girls. She was like in a romance I, with an adult man in that movie. Listen, man, Her parents are full of shit. All right. I thought Claire Danes was great <laughs> as Juliet. I thought she was great as Juliet. She was. She was fantastic. She was fantastic. Love that movie so much. Yeah. No, that movie is what Romeo and Juliet. Yeah. yeah. I think it's. So I think it's. It might be my favorite Baz Luhrmann. As much as I love Moulin do? Rouge, we love Moulin Rouge. We have to go see Moulin Rouge on Broadway, by the way. All right. Well. Yeah, you do. Take, we I'll did talk about this when I was on last time. Yeah, if, if you guys all want to go, <laughs> yeah, let's go. go to let's go to New York. I obviously love that movie more than any movie. Um, it's the best. I rewatched it recently, Will and it's, it's fucking great. Yeah, that's like your favorite of favorite. It's of favorites? like my favorite of favorite of favorites. I, oh I don't know if it's like my favorite of favorite of favorites, but like <laughs> but on, at least three favorites on <laughs> on certain days of the week. It's my favorite movie. I love that. The, this paints yeah. a whole new picture. Oh, thanks. <laughs> we, we, just to be clear, we both love that movie, but I also just yeah, think, you're sensitive too. I'm, I'm not what I was doing. Uh, what's interesting about rewatching Moulin Rouge is just the, the balls of that movie are just absolutely unreal. That movie is just what it's swinging for. Romeo oh, and Juliet is, so is a, a, a lower level of difficulty, still insane, but still difficult. unbelievably great. It's still I it in no way am I am I throwing shade at Romeo and Juliet, yeah, which I think is like a masterpiece and like the like the best thing that's happened to Shakespeare in the last forty years. Sure. Reinvigorated um, the entire thing. I mean he was totally on his last leg. <laughs> but, Total reboot. But no, it was just like it, it, it made it Oh, oh shit. Uh-oh. Um Do you do you want to no, I don't care. Okay. It's just my manager probably getting fired. Um <laughs> Oh boy. <laughs> He can't fire me. Um, no one can fire no me. No one can fire me. Uh, just, whatever. <laughs> Point is, Romeo and Juliet rules. I'm going to have to go work on a Romeo and Juliet spec now because I think I'm going to do something public domain. Really? If I have no manager. Oh, my God. No one to option stuff. Romeo and Juliet's great. Claire Danes is great. Uh, Kate Beckinsale at this stage, This is is this her first – Just I'm, I'm looking it up right now just to make sure that I'm not crazy. But it's relatively early in her career. She was in one movie before this of, of renown that I just saw. I'll look it up. Uh, I've got it right here. Uh, 
Uh, it is. She's got a couple things before this, but uh, Last Days of Disco, and she's yes, fucking great it, in Last yes. Days of Disco. Have you mm. ever seen the Whitstone mm-hmm. film? No. It's unbelievable. Uh, it's it's unbelievable that it's the same person. And I say that in the sense that I mean, Last Days of Disco is. Uh, takes place in the late 80s, early 90s, and it's uh, Chloe Sevigny and Kate Beckinsale and a bunch of other people. It's mm. a great movie, and it's just them sort of going around to different clubs in the New York scene in that time. It's great, and she is just such a raging bitch in that movie. It's unbelievable, and it's it left such an imprint on me that I can't say that I've ever really been able to shake that mm. role for her. Do you know how sometimes there's just yeah, a role yeah. just like – oh yeah. This is this just forever. They're that yeah, they're that thing, you. and that's yep. sort of what it is for me with her. Although I really do love her in Laurel Canyon, and she is pretty good in The Aviator as uh, Ava Gardner. Yes, um, but all that being said, uh, I don't know that she's totally right for it. But I liked her in Broke Down Palace. I'm not sure that it's totally the right fit. But, See, uh, I'm, I like that I'm coming from the perspective that I haven't seen it since I was 17 because I, I had such a strong feeling of this mm-hmm. movie when I was younger. I uh-huh. wish I had seen it because then I could feel like I could have a better, like, I don't know. You'd be debate. able to compare. Yeah, yeah. compare. Yeah. But at the same time, yeah, I loved every – I liked that I didn't necessarily like her. I liked that it didn't feel justified that she was getting off. But it was because Claire Danes to me was just like the hero and like yeah, the one totally. that was like mm-hmm. she knows that she can't hack it so she was going to do it. And that's why I cried. And I didn't think for one second she was going to get out of that place. She was spending the rest of her life there. And I liked yeah. the, the morbid aspect of that. I didn't need it to be sugar-coated at the end. I took away from Well, I kind of wish like, they oh. went – if I'm being honest, I feel like I wish the movie went a little bit farther is mm-hmm. what I'm getting I get at. That. I mean, Midnight Express, which I saw many, many, many years ago, is a very different movie. It's a solitary movie. It's just one guy who gets busted in Turkey for having pot. Uh, and he is fully tortured and it's a right. horrendous situation. Also did it. So did you want also to see it. more torture? Is that what no, it was? No, 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 no. It's, it's more just that it felt like – the movie suffered a little bit from a lack of urgency. This movie? This movie. Should have had- well, that also time. Should have had more torture. <laughs> Could have used a Pro little torture, more. Kenny. It's like, I think a like, few more cockroaches. It's like, I mean, I'm serious. Like, it's, they, they, they smacked her hands a few times. But yes, but you're talking about these two naive American girls that are 17, they're supposed to be 17 in the movie. Uh, whatever, so. teenagers or whatever, yeah. that are like, no one speaks English. One gets a cockroach in the air. They're completely separated from each other. Like, that is the worst case scenario for them at the moment. I mean, they separate themselves from each other, too. Like, that's the thing that when it comes down to, like, that plot point, when you're in a Thai prison (laughs) with your best friend, I think it's time to get over. You make it sound like fun. Like, you know. (laughs) a Thai prison with your friend like we I would have a great time I imagine we would but we also wouldn't get into a fight over a boy and not talk yeah. to each other for like an inexplicable amount a of time a lame yeah. drug dealer like, boy who could, that we already know is a drug dealer yeah, like guy. are you still even, really gonna fight over wasn't that cute would we at maybe seven, they would had we never met an Australian no. before <laughs> do you think we would have argued well over see that's what 17. I was but that that's is what I was trying to buy into this idea that at 17 17 year olds do stupid shit that kind of grudge but when you're pushed to the, when you're pushed to that extreme, when it's like, oh, I might not get to hug my parents again, yeah. I think it's time to get over it and take your allies where you can get them. Speaking I of just, the parents, I think one oh. of the best scenes in this movie is the scene where Kate's dad. His face. When he just tone, lets Claire have it. But the way he did it, it wasn't like yelling, it wasn't like angry. He just kind of was smiling. It was the whole fucking thing. brutal. It was wild. It was crazy. Like, as it was uh, unfolding, I was like, this is crazy that this guy's. 
doing this? That was the I also didn't the buy movie. that she left when her dad was talking to Alice. Well, wasn't there something left. he said something like he wanted to talk to Alice alone or something like that? Maybe. Maybe. I don't remember. I agree with you that there was something hinky about it, but they needed to get her away. So and did they never talk about it? Did she never bring? I know she didn't she immediately say? after. Your dad just let me have it. I would have. I would have. <laughs> Fair Eventually. Enough. I mean, maybe not in that moment. Right. That was one of the you most. You got 33 years like, oh, that's together. A, that's, yeah. I was like, that's a teenager who doesn't, who's like nothing. It was fine. I'm fine. You know, but then like an hour later, you're like, you're dead. I do remember that from the trailer, the I didn't do it when she punches the. Oh, she's, so good. she's really, I mean, it's a, gr- that scene is, it's a great scene. Oh, it's anyway. uh, so just gonna, to refresh my memory. The scene was is is Kate Beckinsale's dad comes in to talk to her. They have yeah, like a visit across yes. like outside the courtyard situation from a distance. Yep, I remember. The, detail, by the way, yeah, it's the, like a moat. It's like a moat. and all the, and all the yeah. girls are in a cage. Yeah. No. Yeah. Were they much. each in a cage? They're no, on like they're on like a cage. They're in one one big cage. I remember the conversation, but then he literally like basically makes Claire Danes feel like she's nothing. Yeah. Like she yes. did he all. He talks this. to Kate and says it's all going to be fine. Yeah. Don't worry. Don't worry. Don't worry. Then yep. she goes away. Claire comes comes over. He talks he to her and he's it. like, "I hope you're happy with fucking up your lives, the lives of my daughter and your own life. And he's you're like, a this fucking is always liar. You were always going to do that. Yeah. Yeah." From it's, the a, it's a brutal when in the scene. I'm, I'm so like concerned why I loved this movie so much. I feel like I need <laughs> to great- have a conversation with my therapist now. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. Uh- in the market for investment-worthy bags, watches, and fine jewelry, Rebag is the answer. Rebag is a luxury resale platform where each piece is carefully inspected by experts to ensure quality and authenticity. Use Rebag to buy and sell finds from the world's top brands, including Louis Vuitton, Chanel, and Cartier. Head to Rebag.com to get 5% off your first purchase with code REBAGNEW. Shop today at Rebag.com. That's R-E-B-A-G.com. And use promo code REBAGNEW for 5% off your first purchase. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. Uh, so I'm going to give the synopsis of Brockton Palace. Uh, telling their parents they're going to Hawaii, recent high school grads Alice, Claire Danes, and Darlene, played by Kate Beckinsale, instead travel to Thailand thinking their money will go farther. There they meet Nick, a charming Aussie who sells them on the idea of traveling to Hong Kong with them. But things go awry at the airport when the girls are caught smuggling illegal substances in their luggage. Having been duped by Nick, the girls are sentenced to 33 years in a Thai prison. Uh, Brockton Palace opened on August 13th, 1999 in ninth place with $3.8 million behind Bowfinger. It would go on to make $10.1 million on a $25 million budget. That's horrible. Yeah. This movie tanked. Uh, Brooklyn <laughs> Palace has 31% from critics on Rotten Tomatoes and 66% from audiences. So it does feel like a movie that – I mean, it's a movie that people talked about. Yeah. I remember it was definitely. a cool movie. Like I remember it was – I remember people talking about how it was, you know, a teenage Midnight Express, you know, blah, blah, blah. Like there was a lot of that stuff around it. There's also this other movie which I never saw called Return to Paradise – Vince oh, Vaughn and Hesh Joaquin Phoenix. A similar – it's three friends. They all kind of get – I don't know what country it takes place in, but they all get busted. They're in a prison, and I believe that one of them 
sacrifices themselves to get the other two out or something like that. This exact thing also happens in, I think it's in Bridget Jones' diary or Bridget Jones' the Ed- second Edge one. of Reason. Yeah yeah, 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 yeah. I remember reading it, reading Which it, is so like, weird. I read that book a lot. What a weird choice yeah. for a sequel. Bold. Very strange. Very, Very strange. Great. Uh, Beach come out. Or Beach. The Beach was beach. 98. Was right after Titanic. What are we right? 98? Maybe 2000. I think it's 2000. I was going to say, I don't yeah. think it was that There's something about the beach. He did a big gap between that. And broke down piles that remind me of each other for some reason. There is something – this is a weird thing in my brain, but I – and I don't know if it, you do this or anybody does this, but there's like aesthetics to certain studios and the way that they market their movies. And a Fox movie always feels a certain way to me. And like this is a Fox movie. The Beach is a Fox movie. Also, so Claire Danes and Leonardo DiCaprio that's have also, the same haircut. And, and, <laughs> and Romeo and Juliet is also a Fox movie. Yeah. Like there's just something – I don't know – in my brain that I associate. But The Beach is a movie that – so, like, DiCaprio comes off a of Titanic, and he circles American Psycho for a mm-hmm. while. So really? A lot of movies, and he yeah. was chasing that for a really long time because he wanted to. He didn't want to be a teen heartthrob, and he didn't want to do something like that. Did he want to play Christian Bale's role? He was going to play Patrick Bateman. And wow. there was all this talk wow. about him doing it, and then someone talked him off out of doing that project. I don't think he would have been right. Good. No, he wouldn't no. have been right no. for it no. at all. But he. But that's how badly age. he Not wanted like, to I mean, change his Some persona. people like the beach. I don't dislike the beach. I don't Not hate the beach. The beach did, did anything wonderful for him either. Either, but but it was edgier. Like he, you could tell that he wanted to do. It's edgier than basically not than American Psycho. I mean, in the sense that oh yeah, he wanted to do something that was like I'm not doing another teen. I'm not going from Romeo and Juliet to Jack Dawson to another fucking thing. But like I this. think uh, yeah. I think the beach is is a nice progression. I agree. Whereas American Psycho would have been really jarring, really jarring. He also like first of all, Christian Bale is unbelievable with oh, Patrick Bateman. God, I mean, yeah. he's he's perfect. He's also like. A man, yeah. And that's what I was thinking At that thinking point, too. Leo was a little bit too much of a boy. Leo so. just became a man last year. It feels that way, doesn't it? Yes. Well, he uh, has the babiest baby face. The Revenant, yeah, I think, yeah. is the first man movie I've ever seen. He's a man in Inception. Is he only because he's like next is to he? like like the biggest baby face baby Jordan <laughs> Joseph Gordon Levitt? Yeah, found another person. Yeah, we got to get a more babyish man. Baby, the baby, no, the baby man. And then when Tom Hardy's on the screen, you're like, oh, he's a baby. That's a man. This is a baby, and this is a fetus. <laughs> 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 it's very true. God, I love um, Tom Hardy. What a man. Well, uh, so Roger this? Ebert gave this movie three stars out of four. Uh, we're talking about Broke Down Palace. Again, we're talking right? about Broke Down Just, Palace. Okay. Uh, yeah, we're doing the beach. Okay. <laughs> uh, Broke Down Palace doesn't offer a simple moral equation like that, at least not at first, although the ending sets a challenge for the audience. The two girls are sensitive to three years. In desperation, they find an American lawyer named Hank the Yank. <laughs> Played by Bill Pullman, yeah, uh, yeah who uh, agrees to take their case. The yank, yeah, it's ridiculous. <laughs> um, the movie's directed by Jonathan Kaplan, who I don't know. Have you guys seen The Accused? Yeah, Mm-mm. the Jodie Foster, Kelly I McGillis, rape. I've, yes. Rape. Oh my gosh, oh. yes. <gasps> It's a great movie. Did he direct that too? He directed yeah. that too. That so, and there's so shades good. of I've that never, here. Seen it's so dark. It's really dark. And, the, and I mean, Jodie Foster won her first Oscar for The Accused. Yeah. Uh, she's tremendous in it. It's a very, very well-made movie. And I do think he's a good director. That scene to this day is controversial though. Which one? The rape scene. Being yes. raped, yeah. yeah. Like they show the entire thing. It's right out in the open. It's a really uncomfortable. But that's like euphoria going, jumping in completely. Like it's so uncomfortable that it's making you realize like that is what it would be like though. <laughs> Oh, I believe that's what it would be Ugh. like. Yeah, like yeah. that's it's rough to watch. It I, should be rough to watch. I would argue that Euphoria is slightly more implied 
whereas the accused feels like it, you are seeing something. They know, both make me feel it's uncomfortable. It's a kitty But for all the thing. right reasons, like, yeah. they should make me feel uncomfortable. Yes. You know? I'm not, I'm, just to be clear, not saying euphoria doesn't make me uncomfortable. Just saying that euphoria, because of the underageness of it, I do feel like there's a lot of implied I rather think than. I that's true in, in the accused, too, though. I, I, don't, I, I don't know how old she's supposed to be, but the. the yeah, it's a, the, it's a brutal, the argu- awful, awful. Yeah, story. the argument for the, this showing the scene is the, in the accused is you have to know what happened to her in order to you know know what she's up against and actually getting up on the witness stand. And I think that that actually is what I'm pushing up against in this movie, which is like I don't really believe that a Thai prison for two American girls would be as tame, relatively speaking, yeah. as I thought it was. Yeah. I get what you're saying. But I it think also- it would be yeah. hell on earth. And maybe, it felt okay. Maybe I, that's. Oh, go. Sorry. No, I was. Just, I was just. Gonna, I was just gonna say that I do think that there's. A, there's. A, I agree with you. They needed to dial up some of the horrific situation that they were in because, it, there, as I was saying a little bit earlier, the movie does lack urgency, and part of it has to do with the fact that what you were talking about, which is our leads are are stuck in one location for the most part for the majority of this film. So without that urgency and without that pressure or without, I don't want to say torture, but without something that allows you to feel like they are on hell, they are in hell on earth, you just kind of find yourself feeling like it's a little bit, it's stagnant. And I'll make another comparison to Shawshank, a uh, great prison movie. Yeah, um, a great prison movie. Yeah. That's, and, one of, that's my favorite, 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 favorite of It's an amazing movie. It's an amazing movie. And uh, one of the things that that movie does so well is – Tim Robbins' character um, cannot stand idly by why all the prisoners are treated like caged animals. Mm -hmm. So he makes a plan to, you know, uh, help some of the prisoner prison guards by doing their taxes. So they're in better moods in general. Mm -hmm. Um, And he also starts the library, you know, as he takes what Brooks has started and he turns it into a real library, names it after Brooks. He makes the prison better for everybody there. And you actually – Throughout most of the movie, you think that's what the movie's about. You think it's about prison reform. And they kind of backdoor in this escape plot. I think they could have done that here. Like I think that that's what I I would have been more comfortable with if if I felt like all these Thai women who are basically just nameless Asian people um, were also in hell and she found sisterhood with them and together they somehow somehow worked to make the prison better before – Kate Beckinsale left and she like decided to live there. To, to your point, it felt like the, the actual prison itself thinking, just thinking, needed and, to – And I'm touched. <laughs> I think that the, they needed to, they needed to unpack – You're I'm a softie. You're a softie. He wants us to be a happy fairy tale movie. You're really into Disney movies. I don't know that that's what I he wants. Disney. I think it gives us some purpose. I think you just right? want to unpack the people in the prison so that that, lo- that, that location and that setting came to life more. Because instead what I'm left with is, quite frankly, aesthetically – all those wide shots in the courtyard and what have you didn't look that bad. I, and, you I, know, it's just it, – it didn't feel like a prison. Um, yeah. Like the word Thai prison I think is all they went on. You know what I mean? I think they're like, well, they're in a Thai prison. That's terrible. Um, show me. Like yeah. I, it's only t- – like it's terrible in your mind what you can imagine. But when I'm actually there, like it should be horrific. In my opinion, this whole thing – is born out of I don't know if you guys remember like you two were very young when this happened but do you remember it was 1994 there was a kid in Singapore who was um I don't know if you remember this film cuz it was like an American thing there's a kid in Singapore 
he was visiting. He was like there abroad. Yeah. He got caught tagging. And the Singapore gov- government has a very strict policy against graffiti. And the policy mm-hmm. was he had to be caned, right? So he was going to be caned like something like six times. And that just means like literally taking a cane and and like spanking the person with it. And apparently it's like brutal and gory and like destroys <clears throat> people's lives. And the U.S. government, this is Clinton at the time, and uh, – and Janet Reno were in negotiations with the Singaporean government to whether or not they would do this. And they were trying to get him out of there without being caned. And they came to an agreement to cane him like twice. And this kid got caned for real. Jesus. And this whole movie to me is born out of that nationwide like scare mm-hmm. moment about not visiting these foreign Asian countries where the laws are different. Um, so that – I don't remember exactly how I got here. <laughs> <laughs> it was something about the prison being it was, scarier. It was a bit, so the idea was <laughs> if you get caught in these foreign countries, specifically these yeah. Asian countries, yeah. and for the smallest infraction, you could have like you know your ass torn inside out. Well, literally, it's, it's not any different than the the unfortunate person who uh died what's his name in, in north, north korea. korea yeah Otto War- Otto warmbler i think yeah i um, mean I, I, yes it's a very similar it's a thing similar situation. yeah and it, your 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 memory i'm sorry your imagination and your your kind of nightmare impulse turns these places into like daily prison i mean daily torture factories and that's just not what we got but yeah. you know i i wonder if there was any hesitation I mean, I'm, I'm trying to keep in mind that the time when this movie came out too, because I think on both sides there's yeah. arguments against this idea. But like, I think if you give them a purpose where they like somehow, or you know, maybe Claire Danes or someone like somehow brings some change to the prison, then we have a white savior movie. If you, mm-hmm. if they are being tortured, then we have two like teenage white girls being tortured by a bunch of brown people you know like it's i just don't know if on either side of that mm-hmm. you end up with a movie that maybe fox would be scared to make really, i mean it's a really good point i but it's not like i i yeah. i it's i'm i well, the hard thing is i agree with you i no, think it I, would give the movie more juice and it would make more sense but it also would get us into a different issue. And I think one of them at the time when this movie was made would have been more problematic than the other, which is putting two little white girls in like a really dangerous, scary situation. Although people are wont to make that movie well, during that time too, yeah, and to make white savior I, movies. You, so I don't know. So you get also, to like true. kind of the original point we made. I don't remember if that was off mic or on mic, which is like this movie fundamentally doesn't really work. Mm-hmm. Uh, in today's landscape, it so worked for seventeen-year-old Danielle. It, no, it, it, but it's, <laughs> it worked but, for seventeen-year-old Danielle. Damn it! But, no, I agree. But <laughs> what else do you need? But I think Barry, your 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 point really stands, which is like when you put two little white girls in a Thai prison, you're either going to do some things that are problematic, or it's kind of just going to sit there, right? So I I do think that that in an inception, in its inception. It's very problematic. It's just it's and, and again all of this and like kind I of said there are other targets these days. That's really was my original point. It's right. like, is that really like what are as a as a nation? Is that really what we're worried about right now? It's not. So it's it's interesting, which is why we don't need to remake this movie. <laughs> Zendaya yeah, we, and Kim yeah. and Shipka. <laughs> <laughs> 
<laughs> yeah. She also, that's what you call this yeah. yeah, Kieran would be great. Uh, it, it's, it well, is, there's really no place, and sorry, Phil, there's no place you can set this movie anymore. There's, mm, you, no. I mean, what are you going to do? There's, there's no group of people. Eastern Europe. That's yeah. hostile. Yeah. They made yeah. that movie. No, I know. It would be a horror movie, and they did that. But there's no group of people you just want to demonize like this anymore. Well, I also just don't feel like you would, it, it would become, it beca- it's like, the, it's the, it's a, it's the Chernobyl Diaries. Did you ever see that horror movie where they go to, it's basically a bunch of kids, they go there mm-hmm. and it's like, it's a horror movie that takes place in Chernobyl. Yeah, yeah. Like it's, it's, you're, you're going to make a horror movie now with this type of situation than you're going to make, attempt to make a real kind of drama about, I don't know, Innocence Lost or, you know, Wanderlust or any number of things that this film is sort of trying to perhaps make a commentary on. It just feels like, and I know I said this earlier, but it just feels like they didn't really want to make this movie. Like, I don't know that there's a version of this film at the time or ever that is fair to Thailand, fair to these characters, and can kind of really navigate a relatively tricky minefield of stuff and the movie does a fine job doing it but it also doesn't really particularly stay with you. a fictional movie right it's one thing if you're talking about a real account of something that mm-hmm. happened but a fictionalized version really does just kind of boogeyman up oh yeah the thai people well it's like in my as i was watching this like i i thought a little bit and it's it's a completely different circumstance but like the amanda knox mm. situation where i mean because I don't. I don't know where I stand on that as to what how she, how much she knew and what was going on and all of that. But it it also kind of reeked of that Americans in a in a country where you're trying to sort of extradite and doing all sorts of things. It, it's all kind of there, except that really happened. And I would argue that there's a lot more kind of I don't want to say intrigue, but there's a lot more going on in the Amanda Knox situation than there is in this fictionalized account of these two girls. Um, but it's, it's, I also think that like, I liked the Bill Pullman character. I thought there was something interesting there. And, and what you pitched earlier, that idea of like making the movie about Bill Pullman's character and that, you know, these girls are his client and it's about getting them out and it, and it becomes a little bit more of a, unfortunately, I don't want to say white savior necessarily, but there is sort of that component to it. That's less white savior. That's more, um, American saving American. It's more of a, a man saving a woman. Saving women. Sure. I mean, by the way, the Thanks, Bill Pullman character—the Bill Pullman character could have been a woman, and, and I, you know, what I mean, I, I'm just—I I think that the idea of a lawyer who works in Thailand trying to work in this type of situation is a compelling character. Yeah, I agree with well, that. Well, like, I loved—I sort of loved his relationship with his wife. I was yeah, like, she, let's just yeah, yeah. sit yeah. with these two for a while. 100%. I'm down to watch yeah. a movie about them. Yeah. I'm interested. I agree. I'm interested in how does that guy wind up, yeah, in Thailand doing what he's yes. doing. Yes, it's. Know? I mean, I also Bill Pullman's just great. Yeah. Who doesn't love Bill Pullman? Yes. Yeah. I'm sorry. I'm sitting over here just like, <laughs> yeah, you're just what fuming. You yeah. She's just like, she's if you guys could see her right now. I want, she's movie, turning red. <laughs> that movie has been done. And yes, it's so intriguing, but that woman, that movie has been done. I mean, yeah. the client has been done. Like any movie, we always see it, I feel like, from the perspective of the lawyer. Yeah. Lincoln Lawyer. Like, like there's so many films where that's the perspective. Is that, that would, for me and 17-year-old Danielle, I'm just going to use that because I have to go rewatch it. Yeah. I would be taking back everything I say today after I watch it. But like, <laughs> That it, I remember just being so like 
just so, I don't know, moved, I guess you could say, or just affected by watching Claire Danes and Kate Beckinsale in this movie. And I, Bill Pullman was a pivotal role, of course, and I loved him and I loved him as an actor. But I didn't want to see that story. I wanted to know about these girls. Did you see yourself in it? Did I see myself? Yeah, in were you Alice? like, were you, or in- <laughs> that's the therapy conversation. I don't know. I don't know if I saw me. And I just thought it was like this for me, it was like I'd never traveled outside the country. And it was that. And then it was also this, this bond of these two girls, which I just loved so much, but also to like, don't really feel like Kate Beckinsale deserved it. But I liked the fact that we didn't see the torch. I'm going to keep going back to that. Like, I liked the fact that it felt like there was nothing there. She had no friends. She wasn't trying to save people. They weren't trying to save her. She was going to spend 66 years with nothing. Well, I, that I, was the scariest. That scared me more than watching someone think, oh, they're going to get tortured for 66 years. The fact that she was going to have nothing, no one to talk to, nothing to do for the rest of her life. I think there's something very interesting about the fact that they made the choice to make it about the girls. I agree with you that that is, that is atypical. And the idea of making it about the lawyer, yes, it has been done before. But there's just something about – the the their story, for lack of a better way of putting it, is just hard to make cinematic. That's all I'm saying. Because I don't think. Because yeah, I don't. I, After I got real passionate, like, that's all I'm saying, man. Because uh, I'm, I mean, I'm not really. I don't. You know, Phil pitched it on me. I don't really think that the Bill Pullman version is great, like <laughs> Phil does. I think it was great. <laughs> You son of a um, and I don't also think like the the version where the girls change the prison culture is great either. But what I'm trying to pitch is a narrative yeah. and an arc because the 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 version we got exactly yeah. like yeah. I I get that 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 like you're staring into the abyss of six to six years in this kind of barren wasteland where nothing happens and that sucks. But then what? Right? Like then I'm watching a movie and like I. I'm conditioned to, to expect certain tropes from a prison movie. So are they going to escape? Are they going to get tortured? If they're not, how are we subverting those expectations? Um, wh- basically, like, what are we watching? And well, yeah, I would say point. that there, there's something also. It doesn't need to be she fixes the prison so much as she had zero relationships, zero connections to anybody in this movie. Like, even if there was a prison guard that she had some sort of a relationship with, even if there was just something that felt like – it wasn't just these two girls bouncing off of each other and and drawing conclusions and getting frustrated with one another, which I understand under the circumstances I imagine you would, but I don't know. There's just there's something in between a full Shawshank and and uh you know what I mean and what we have. And then they wouldn't have to lean into what seemed like a real lazy decision to have them have this love triangle fight. Well, yeah. Um, I hated them, yeah. Yeah, which like fucking Nicholas Sparks. Which if you're gonna have these two characters fight works it's a thing i guess but bechdel test sorry we'll go with that oh they definitely pass the bechdel test (laughs) they do over and over oh yeah definitely because i don't remember all the scenes but the fact that they are fighting over there's no there's no way that every scene was about a guy between the two of them i remember them arguing about the guy but they do well it gets it that's kind of when it gets its most heated is this idea of Darlene's perception of what might have transpired well, it between felt them. Like there should have been the, like the actual conflict between them should have been about like the fundamental difference in who they are as people, right? which is like, mm-hmm. yeah, this like risky behavior that Alice has been a part of since she was young, but it also made her street smart. Whereas like Darlene might be more book smart and might be going to college, but she's not able to make like decisions under pressure or something. And then it becomes a fight about them mm-hmm. and not about something else and would probably fill in some holes into yeah. like, 
you know, their characters and, yeah. and you'd see how resourceful Alice is yeah. because and then something in the prison yeah. happens where they have to where Darlene's way of approaching life comes up against Alice's approach in life and they see the they value of the prison other ride, yeah, yeah. and they're yeah. <laughs> it's, it's, and they yeah. see everyone in the prison and everyone <laughs> But I mean I I truly it needed stuff like that. Like there's just there's not because what you're left with is the case itself. And the case itself is just not that interesting. It has a couple turns in it, I guess. But like you know when you see the the blonde you know. at the airport and they just zoom in on her, you're like, this is going to come back into play at right. some point or another. And when you find out that there's other mules and that they were – like all that sort of stuff is – it's interesting. It's not not interesting. But without what you're talking about, which is and, – and you as well, but just this this like – character growth and arcing and changing and and conflict and finding none of that is really there. I would have been happy if there had been more. I know they sort of maybe dropped in a little hint at the end that maybe she had Claire Danes had something to do with it, but like I almost wish that earlier in the movie there had been like maybe they tried a drug or something, you know, like yeah. If, yeah. if there was a little yep. hint more guilt. Yep. So there was something they were lying about that was like, well, to that point, know, if it was, for instance, when, when they, they dropped the bomb or whatever about them stealing the drinks, they dropped the a bomb. That's what <laughs> that happened. That would have been amazing. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, yeah. That's Phil's version. When the, the, when the, when the drinks thing that. comes up during the trial that they stole drinks under somebody else's name at the hotel. Right. And that comes like, if that had been drug oriented, like if it had been, they, you know, whatever it is, I think that that would have been perhaps more interesting than the drinks. There's an argument that, you know, kind of in the Amanda Knox thing, that they're just out to get them. Like, they're just yes. like, they're they're going to get them no matter what. They're, you know, I think they're just kind of thrilled to find some culprits and make some example of someone. Um, Can we talk about Bill Pullman for a second? I want to ask one question before we do. Sure. I love Bill Pullman. Okay. Uh, this is my biggest <laughs> indictment of this movie. Okay. Ultimately, what is this movie trying to say? What's the what's the what's the thesis? Yeah, because the ones I have are not great, <laughs> which is like don't take chances, don't travel, don't live life to your fault to its fullest. Like like be conservative, sacrifice yourself, like be willing to go down with the ship. Like I think I mean what's it's I, more about friendship? Than I it is he, anything I mean else. I know it is, but like what's it saying about friendship? Beats um, me. It's – what is it saying about friendship? It's uh, a very good question. Barrett's looking real hard at me right now. Well, I'm actually – because I'm wondering <laughs> as like – because I – I mean this movie was fine. I didn't particularly care for it. But I, I'm interested in how I would have felt as a younger person seeing this movie. But also I'm wondering if you felt like when you saw it when you were younger, you like pulled anything from it. I did. I'm trying to verbal like I'm trying mm-hmm. to put into words exactly what that was. That's why I think my issues is right now. But it is something to do with friendship, but something but I'm not sure what exactly I'll throw something out there. That's really kind of cynical, but at least it's a little more eloquent than what I've been saying. <laughs> um the I it's 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 slut shaming. Um, the, this movie only works. Slut shame, slut is not exactly what I'm, it's not Did you a, say this was going to be more eloquent? It's not a, <laughs> yeah, no, slut, kidding. slut, slut. It's not a, it's not a slut thing as much as like, <laughs> I don't mean, I, I'm sorry I keep using that word. It's not, it's, I that's, like. it's not the idea. It's not the idea of that. But the idea is this only, this movie only works on an emotional level if you view it through Claire Danes' eyes. Yes. Because she's the one who makes this grand sacrifice. Yes. Right. Yeah. 
But then take a step back. Why did she have to make a sacrifice? What did she do that was so bad? Well, she right. may have actually been a mule. But I don't think she was. Yeah, I don't, I don't either. Like, I don't think that's what happened. So what did she do? She engaged in some risky behaviors. Yeah. And somehow, like, she deserves to pay because the other girl is more virtuous than she is. That feels like, like, that feels like a really bad message. Um, I think there's also, also – I, I, Sorry. No, 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 no. I was going to say that there's also, though, as a a woman who was once 17, there, like, (laughs) I, I think you watch this movie even as a young woman and you think, I want to be that girl. Clearly. No one wants to be Darlene. Even those of us who are Darlene, I'm raising (laughs) my hand. But, like, I, I, I really, you want to be Alice. You want to be the, like, self sacrificial. Like powerful, strong, cool chick who like doesn't give a shit and like I can hack it in a Thai prison. But I but (laughs) but I wonder in the end of the movie if the if the writer and the director are like, well, if if you want to be Alice, you might wind up you you might be the one who winds up taking the fall for your friend and and getting punished for and learning Thai. Yes, yes that's, true. that's true. I think there's also something – there's a little bit of a, a, a very subtle class distinction between them as well. Oh, mm-hmm. subtle. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> Which is that – Not subtle. Not subtle. Darlene <laughs> comes from money and Claire doesn't. Yes. Yes. Um, no. He, do, do you care to – What I was going to – well, because I, I think I remember what it was is I remember at the end of the movie realized – because it wasn't a slut-shaming thing. It wasn't like, oh, if you want to be Alice, you're going to end up like Alice. It was like, why can't we have both? Like, I remember being like, I want to be street smart like Alice, but I want to make something in my life because I didn't come from money. So I want to make something in my life and be able to have the things that Darlene had. So don't screw up and get caught like Alice. Like, I don't know. There don't was like a caught. whole that's thing where I, was, I remember watching the movie and being like, that's friendship. That would, that's who I want to be. Mm-hmm. But how do I, how am I, how do I achieve being Alice? But not getting myself into a situation that Alice got into. Never once did I look at her as being a bad person or a slut. No, never, not once. But well, also, only in contrast, it's so Darlene. frustrating yes, yes, because yes. you would think that the message of this movie would be exactly what you said, which is that you can have both, and then and thereby you should have the movie should have been. Look at me, I'm gonna make a thing. Where, <laughs> where the movie should have been that they both bring something to the table that helps them get out. Mm-hmm. You know, yeah. right? Like that they can both get out. And so for Alice to just be totally put thrown under the bus so Darlene can like leave in her little car is is terrible because I would have I would have well, thought the but, same thing. I, that's I just, what I thought was coming. And it, oh, yeah. I wish that I mean and to that Sorry. point it would have been nice to see them both be a little bit more involved in quote unquote breaking like cracking the case. Like if there were details that they knew about or things that they were that they remembered that they put together clues what have you that they then bring to Bill that's able to then it, it's there is again a lack of not just urgency but agency, agency to them that makes it tough to sort of have the ending that you guys are talking about, which is obviously a preferable one. Darlene does nothing in this no. movie. No, no, she's yeah, a no. she's a problem. She's purely she's just, a victim. She's and an only ear creates obstacles. For the cockroach. Yeah, she's an ear for the cockroach. Yeah. <laughs> she's a fly in the ointment. Is yeah. literally what she is. It's it's interesting. I mean, I don't know. I I think that. It's hard because when I was done, I thought the same thing. Like, what is this movie saying? Because it does feel like it's trying to say something. 
but I, I really couldn't tell you. I mean, obviously, it didn't do well, and it has a very select audience. <laughs> and like, I may, I was one of those people. Well, that you're was not. Saying, you're, so, yeah, I, I swear to you, you're are. not the only no. one. I swear there were lots of. I, I, I mean, I've worked in a couple video stores over the years, and it did feel like there were a lot of. Uh, <laughs> I'm serious, though. Oh, please elaborate. <laughs> no, I, I think that there were we a lot all of. Just got a visual of feeling like a blockbuster. Album, you didn't, didn't know we? that I worked in. No, I worked but, in several oh, yeah. video stores. But uh, a lot of the a this lot of all the, makes a lot of sense <laughs> now. This podcast. A lot of the women that I worked with really liked Broke Town Palace. They were constantly putting it on in, in the video store. So it's not like it wasn't a thing that that I knew was a movie that worked for a certain demo. I just couldn't really tell you why. Also, I do think when you were like that age, I mean, I guess I was 12 when it came out, 11, 12 when it came out, but then I, as I watched it, is you wanted to be bad like Alice, but not yeah. get in trouble like totally. Alice. Totally. Sure. And you wanted to be good like Darlene, but you didn't want to be stupid and naive like Darlene. Mm-hmm. Like they basically were showing you like a psychology class of like <laughs> two, you could be this person, you could be this person. And I just walked away going, why can't you just be both? I don't know. I, I think as an, a girl going through it, it, it didn't need to have this whole like beautiful story. Like, the people that it affected mm-hmm. must have been people like me at my age. Like it affected us and you took something from it and you kept wanting to watch it and figure out why they did what they did and why they – and that they didn't get out in but the But there's end. also totally like a thing when you're a young – like a teenage girl that – I think it makes you want to watch movies about other teenage girls who are friends with each other and sort of model yourself after them. Like yeah. out of these like groups of of girls that all hang out, you know, like it always seems like, I mean, it's the sex in the city effect, but just age it down. Mm-hmm. You know, if you see a story about two female friends or four female, like now and then, right? Yeah, <laughs> like sure. I remember seeing that I was obsessed with that movie when I was a kid. And like, I, you always want to sort of pick who, who's me and who's you? There's just yeah, you have a natural right. affinity to that kind of movie. I don't know if it's the same for young men. It but is. But I definitely like I know at that age or even older. You know, you want to see those stories because you totally. see yourself in them. And was there another film at this time that just had two girls that were like the leads that was dark? Probably that wasn't. Uh, so it's an, it's kind of an interesting point because <laughs> when I was looking at the board, it's kind of an interesting thing. point because all right, so had two girls that were the leads that was dark, I would also say that also wasn't exploitative. Mm. Right. Because this movie is not really exploitative. No. Um, there were definitely like horror movies. Mm-hmm. There were like tons of those. Teens yeah. teen movies like uh, you know, like a like you know, I know what you did last summer, like mm-hmm. those kind of movies. So mm-hmm. was there another film but, just like this? No, no, I'm 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 saying not that I can think of. Probably not, especially it's uh, tricky subject matter. Like, there's a lot of things that 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 are barriers of entry for a film like this. Not just in terms of an audience, but in terms of it getting made at all. Like, there's yeah. just a lot of things, and and you have to wonder whether or not. I mean, again, Claire is having a you know she's a big deal at this time. She's a cool actress that is definitely you know that that people want to watch. Sure that that helped. It wasn't necessarily that expensive. I guess. I mean, twenty five million isn't that much money it's probably close to 50 now but still you know it, it it's it's just it's it's kind of a, a weird film that it got made i would say the same thing we said this on our Anna and the king episode and in the king was a 120 million dollar movie in 1999 which is probably close to two now to build this entire thai palace and all of this stuff and you had to ask yourself who was this movie four in a lot of ways this movie seems to really kind of hit a teenage girl audience Anna and the king would get made today you think so it's just the oh because now yeah it's yeah. as ip yeah i guess that's but true. but yeah this like uh 
I don't know. You know, this is this is one of those movies that I do kind of lament that they don't make movies like yeah. this. Like you want those twenty five million dollar drama, you know, films that aren't necessarily Oscar plays. Um, they just they just don't make them. The the, the movies the, that. But don't you think that if they made this kind of movie today, it would be an Oscar play for somebody? And it would be not. A, I feel like make it an independent film. It should have never been a. Yeah. Well, it would also be better. No be offense. Be, it'd no, be better because like, you'd also have a better filmmaker probably behind it as well. If it was have, an indie, or if, if it, it was, was made today. Movie. Yeah, if it was. Yeah, if totally, it was made totally, today, totally, yeah. like just the things were. It's it, it can't like putting aside that this movie really can't be made today because you just wouldn't you just wouldn't set this up the way it's set up. Mm-hmm. A movie like this, a movie that has kind of this tone and this ambition would just be made by a better filmmaker yeah. and would just, you know, kind of stand on the shoulders of 20 years of good storytelling, you know, like this. But, and you could also, you don't need 25 million. You can make this for nothing. Yeah. I mean, it'd be, it'd be an A24 and an Annapurna movie today. Mm. You know what I mean? With, with interesting yeah. people, you know, behind well, it. Not to say that there aren't interesting people. Ba- in also story. based on IP, also probably based yeah. on the true story. Yeah. I mean, you know, but it's interesting. I no. mean, I do think that, um, so we should talk about Bill Pullman because this is the first of two movies that we're going to be covering of Bill's in 1999. The other one being Lake Placid. <gasps> yeah. yeah. <laughs> Just please talk about Betty White when you want to talk about Lake Placid. Absolutely. Thank and you. also, Appreciate do you know it. who wrote Lake Placid? I feel like David I... E. Kelly wrote Lake Placid. I was wow. like, I knew that. I knew something. Um, so how did he possibly fit that in? <laughs> he was writing every episode I don't think of it took him four very television no, shows. No, he, he probably wrote it in a weekend. Jesus. <laughs> Four television shows, broadcast TV shows. He's writing every episode of them in 1999 and wrote two movies. Yeah, because he probably the like, got Alaska. drunk one weekend at his friend's house on a cabin and there was an alligator or something. And he's like, yeah, I, got I, got <laughs> I got this. I got this. Calls up Michael Ovitz and said. <laughs> yeah. He's like, it takes yeah. him a couple Lake hours a to fun write movie, it. Though. Are you going to see Crawl before you cover Lake Placid? I, I kind of want to see Is Crawl. that an alligator movie? Yeah. Yeah. I am. Terrified of alligators. Really? Yeah, really? they're prehistoric, the scariest animal in the yeah, world. And like the horrible. thing about it, the thing <laughs> about horrible. alligators is like they kind of come out every once in a while. This isn't like a shark where like if you stay, yeah, far, no, they'll come I mean, into you. Your would house. know better than anybody about sharks, but if <laughs> it's not like expert. a shark where if like you stay out of the water, you're not going to get messed with by a shark. Like yeah. you go near like a bog, you could. You could come face to face with an alligator or a crocodile. In Florida, like two, three weeks ago, just like walked into someone's fucking kitchen. Cranberry bombs. A kid got killed by a kid got killed by an actual alligator at the Grand Floridian. Like in real life, an alligator. They are so scary. My son's favorite animal. Well, crocodile. What does that mean? Well, you know, it's kind of it's kind of an exposure. Why does he? Wait, a crocodile and an alligator are two very different things. That's why I said crocodile. Oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Just want to make sure. Well, they're 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 obviously similar, but they're not the same. Yes. Yes. And Florida is the only place in the world that has them both. Really? Really? I did not know that. That makes sense. That tracks. Yeah. Yeah. Florida would have them both. His favorite animal is a his favorite (laughs) animal is a crocodile because his name is Cole. We call him Coco. The word in Spanish for crocodile is cocodrillo. Cocodrillo. Oh. Cocodrillo. And, uh, and we call him Cocodrillo a lot. Oh, yeah? So Aww. he just kind of got into it, yeah. That's awesome. See, crocodiles aren't scary, though. Crocodiles are cute. They're oh. both terrifying. They're prehistoric. They're dinosaurs. They're little dinosaurs. Yeah. And they, but, they, but they're real out of the ground. They're real fast. Yeah. Well, <laughs> Barrett and I are doing <laughs> allig- our crocodile <laughs> alligator impression. They're horrible. Yeah. And they're fast. They're real fast. And they chomp you. They're yeah. awful. <laughs> yeah. They're, they're awful. sort of like bears in that way. I think bears terrifying are too. really pa- 
prehistoric, prehistoric looking. And yeah. they scare the shit out of me. Because bears I are love like them, the scariest but... men in the world. They're just... You know, they're like giant, scary, yeah. really strong men. So when are we going to see Crawl, I guess is the question. I'll see whenever you want. Okay, great. We'll go see Crawl. We've still yet to see a movie together. Phil and I have never seen a movie Wait, together. Wait, what? That's so weird, guys. Yeah. Weird. You guys have <laughs> <laughs> never seen a movie together? Well, we Shaw, watched South Park South with, with, with Oak. Okay. Okay, well that counts. Our relationship counts. is not based on seeing movies; it's based on talking, talking about movies. <laughs> Fair. That's actually how this all came to be, wasn't it? You it's guys true. just always talked about movies. Yeah, we movies just went to lunch a lot and talked about movies. That's true. We almost saw it together, but one of us chickened out. Yeah, I wonder which one it was. We were just saying one of us. I'm like, <laughs> I have a feeling you blast. chickened out on no, a scary it was movie. Definitely I love me. Scary movies. You you like scary movies? Yeah. That, me okay. Too. I don't you like scary. Hate scary movies. Do not like scary movies. Like, I don't like scary. I don't. That's why I'm happy that 1999 really doesn't have many horror movies in it. Well, they have some bad ones that we saw. Uh, was Stigmata, End of Days. The, the Haunting. I love the haunting. Stigmata. Stigmata. Yeah. House Aww. on Haunted Hill. Uh, uh, Ninth Gate. Pretty scary. Ninth not Gate. Really. I really like Ninth Gate too. Ninth Gate's not scary. It's not that. The scariest movie we have in 99 is Audition. And it's, oh, that's an actual it's, scary movie. Well, it's yeah, fucking Blair Witch, not scary-ish, yeah, but also scary Audition is legit Horror terrifying. Night. I've seen yeah. it, and it's the her and the piano wire, the tiki 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 It's fucking great. I, lo- I mean, I love it. It's super yeah. creative. Yeah. It's just a horrible, it's crazy. Horrible, you, uh, yeah, horror movies are great. Movie. You know, it's it's like my other son said. One of my other sons. Um, <laughs> one of my several sons. The reason he <laughs> that's the, the spinoff. Of, I have of, three sons. Yeah. Yes. He said uh, the reason he likes horror movies so much, which is crazy. He likes scary movies, is because they make him brave. I love that. And, and it's a good way to look at it. You it's know, a, it's it, a perfect way to look at it's it. It's like and it actually helped him with his nightmares. Because like it's I I I got how old is he? He's seven. There's so much I could learn from Rollins. He he came up with this. He was like three or four. Wow. And I got across this idea of like your nightmares. Scary movies. Was he watching at three or four? Nothing. Oh, any of the old ones? Did he like graduate in? I did. My my parents showed me like my dad and my stepmom actually like on both sides of the family. My mom's partner and my dad both were really into like the old. MGM oh, horror like the monster movies, movies, like the monster movies, right, and like I Abbott grew up Costello watching the, uh, No, oh. like Frankenstein and the Wolfman, and and okay. like I knew Bela Lugosi's name when I was like a child. That's amazing. It was very cool. You know, but, what yeah, we did watch really young. We watched Young Frankenstein, which is nice. like not so a. Good. It's like a yeah, funny yeah. movie, yeah. but for yeah. a kid, like it's still okay. a Frankenstein movie. Frankenstein's monster, which Isn't will be sure to tell you. What about Toy the Blob? Story Four? Recently, a little, Blob little scary um, at times. Toy. I thought Toy Story 3 was way scarier no, than, than Toy Story 4. 4. I don't know if I saw 3. Maybe that's 4 is not that but, scary. But th- I love it, but I remember there was some The dolls parts. are Oh, well, yeah. Was, the dolls are scary. That's what I remember. The dolls being They're the best. Seen, he's seen Goosebumps, which like those dolls are <laughs> the stars of them, basically. Oh, uh, okay, okay. But yeah, so he was like – I he just thought he liked scary movies. Like we watched Ghostbusters at a young age. Mm. And yeah, he just got it inside. Yeah, and then with Nightmares, it was like it's the same thing. It's just your brain is trying to condition you to experience things that scare you. Before you have to experience them in the real world. Here's, here's a question. One very what was he's, he's, a, he's, a, he's a clever, interesting dude. Yeah. But thank you. I appreciate it. Awesome. What is the first movie or television show that scared you as a kid? Like the one that gave you – like the first thing that gave you nightmares, I guess. I'm the a first. wuss. So I said it. It was The Blob. Honestly. <laughs> oh, really? My, my, I remember exactly what happened. We watched it. My, my dad, I think, put it on. This was before my parents got divorced at my grandma's house. In Minnesota. How old are you? Pro- I mean, it must, I would have been under five. So okay, like yeah, four. Okay. And I remember at first watching it. And I remember, I think I remember the opening of that movie because I, you, you see like, headla- like headlights on a car or something or like a taillight. 
And I, I immediately went, is that the blob? <laughs> I was like braced for the entire movie. And then at one point I started crying and I ran out of the room and my mom had to like come and be like, honey, it's, it's just a blob. <laughs> it's a terrifying visual. It was yeah. Yeah. It's, like it's really like upsetting. I've never seen it. Kind of, it's just like a big it's pink a, it's just tumor. A big it just pink kind of like blob. It's it just blob. swallows it's people in. It's, yeah. it's totally stupid. It's not scary at all. But for a four-year-old or whatever sure. I was, it was like totally scarring. The, the music video for Thriller fucked me up. Oh, in a serious, nice. serious, serious way. music video too. That's what was cool. Yours? But not like that iconic. I don't even know if you guys will remember this. Do you remember the music video for um, One by Metallica? No. You're, again, probably too young. It was because it's like their old album, Justice for All. Do you remember it, Ernie? With, <laughs> with uh, and Johnny got the footage from it. Johnny got its gun. Got his gun. Yeah. Okay. So, uh, <laughs> basically, it has this footage from this movie in it, and the movie is about a war hero or not a war hero, a veteran who I can't even say this. It's so scary to think about. It. He lost his arms, legs, and face in war, <gasps> and he has like a mask over his face. And no arms and no legs. And like he's able to Morse code out, kill me, kill me. And that's the video. And that was How like, old were you when you saw this? I was watching MTV when I was a young person. So this oh. is like eight, nine. I mean, oh, this is yeah. this video has this video was around from the yeah, early eighties. Yeah. And it's an iconic video. Yeah. And it's an iconic song. Yeah. Um so they would play it on like the top hundreds. I remember vividly being three. Four when Thriller comes out. Thriller comes out in 83 or 84. Yeah. And I remember being at a cottage with my dad and my stepmom. I, with, they had friends who had a cottage or whatever. And I was I was supposed to be in bed. I walked out and I just – I don't think I saw more than 30 seconds of him turning into that, into the werewolf. And I was just like, <laughs> that was enough. I was like, <laughs> I don't even understand what's – like it was just pure horror. And I just didn't sleep for years. Wow. Danielle, you have an answer? I don't know. What year did Seven come out? Seven? seven? That's 95. Okay, then so I, think you're it, six, I think it was that. Six, six, seven. That gave me one of the biggest jump scares I've ever had in a movie. I know what you're talking Sloth. about. Sloth. Oh, Sloth. Oh, yeah. Sloth. Oh, the worst movie for me was The was Moment Was Lust. But no. right, Sloth scares the shit out of Sloth, when, he, when, he, when McGinty gets really yeah, close to him. Dead, yeah. And then he comes, I was like, this, I was, I screamed yeah. in the theater. I didn't, yeah, because I didn't watch horror films, was not like a staple in my house even growing up, yeah. so I didn't watch horror films. I remember going to see Mothman Prophecies and getting up and leaving, like, sure. after the opening <laughs> sure. things, but it didn't, like, scare me. I remember the stuff that more scared me, because my, my mom loved, like, you know, uh, Silence of the Lambs and Hannibal oh, and so good. Seven and yeah. the list goes on and on, all those types of movies, and I remember I could stomach, Silence of the Lambs, I got, I loved Silence of the Lambs, but for some reason, Seven, like, just stuck with Seven's for the great. longest time. Seven's I just great. couldn't get yeah. the way it f- made me feel watching. Because which uh-huh. is the one where it was um, like he had made her, he had made him have sex with the prostitute. Yeah, lust. lust. That's lust. Yeah. That with, one with was oh metal. They show for like they show for like a second, like half, like 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 ten frames. But you'll yeah. never and it's forget enough it. To mess you up. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Of just like the image of what yeah. he was wearing. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. It's awful. That actor, he was in one other thing. He's in the Bone Collector. The Bone Collector. He was so good in that and one scene. Yeah. So God. good. When he's so good. Scr- yeah. The way he does that. It's awful. It's awful. It's awful. It's awful. What a movie. David I love it. <laughs> <laughs> so good. Yeah. So good. I said to see that I'm coming to terms with the fact that I think David Fincher is my favorite director. I know. It's really, he is. He's my favorite director. Oh, yeah. I mean, he's in my, he's in my top five for he's sure. He's just my favorite. And like, I don't know, but I just don't want to be like a Fincher bro. <laughs> no, 
I just like his style of movies. Like, if it comes, like, there's other directors I love their work, but if it had to do, like, selfishly as an actor, like, I just love his style. His, yeah. his movies are always, like, that's the kind of movie I'm like. Yeah. Well, there's there's no one. His towards. movies are surgical. Like, they are just, the, the precision of them is unparalleled right now. If, I mean, so, I love him. I'd still say the Coen brothers are my favorite, but that's. Great answer, too. That's, but I, they're, they're a little more, um, it's a horrible thing to say about the Coen brothers. They're a little more hit and miss to me. There are Coen uh, they, Brothers they, movies that, like, I'm just like, ah, I can't really say that about a Fincher movie. He hasn't made that many movies. He's made, what, eight movies, nine movies? I don't think he's made that many movies. We'll look it up. Talk about Bill Pullman while I look it up. Okay. Um, so, I mean, Bill Pullman's great. Do we not love Bill Pullman? Love Do we, Bill Pullman. I mean, love, love, love. I, I think that he's – so he does Lake Placid and Broke, and Broke Down Palace in 99. But before that, you know, we got Casper. Uh, oh, sleepless in Seattle. My kids nice. have seen Casper yeah. so many times. I love Casper. Casper's yeah. great. It's lovely. Uh, he's he's in Lost Highway, which is a strange kind of off was the, that the, the David Lynch movie. But who's the actress in it? Patricia Arquette. Okay. No. Um, Independence Day, you know, of course. Uh, gave yes. one of the most inspirational presidential speeches. Just the best. Love it. That's fantastic. Uh, he's made a lot of movies. Um, can but, he run for president now? Like, can he? Just, I love him. I mean, he him. played the president again in 1600 Pen. That uh, that show, um, yeah, he's just he's made a lot of things, but he's just Bill Pullman and Bill Paxton. There are people that get those two confused. Mm-hmm. I mean, they both have Bill and Paul or P. Uh, but yeah, I don't know. It, he's he's just had a really really interesting career, and he's always very grounded, and he always feels like he's been the same age for his entire career. Like even yeah, Sleepless in Seattle and this movie don't seem like he's aged much between, and they're. 15 years apart or something like that. Anyway, uh, how many David Fincher films are there? Oh, I don't care. Let me talk about Pullman. (laughs) Um, Two things about Pullman. (laughs) One, the first thing about Pullman is nobody in the history of cinema wears a loosened tie the way this guy is. (laughs) So (laughs) good. Effortless. man is made to wear a loose tie. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) Um, Two, a thing I love about Pullman I don't know if you guys feel the same. I think you weird. just like saying that. I, the Pullman, thing I love about Pullman. I think I love about Pullman. It's, it, it, it's, I'm happy we have two actors on the show who can kind of like potentially smack me down for this comment. But he seems like he doesn't even realize he's an actor. Does like, <laughs> yes, yeah. like could you imagine? And it, and pa- so like the Paxton thing like makes sense because of Bill P, of course. But like Bill Paxton had like Bill Paxton seemed like he was always trying to, you know. Be a leading man or be the supporting actor in a big movie. Um, he was in James Cameron movies. He was in Titanic. He was in Apollo 13. Like he, he, Twister. He, twi- Lost Boys. I love Twister. Twister was – but – was in Lost Boys? Is that right? I just that was, I just went along. Who said that? Who said that? <laughs> but, I don't know. but Bill, Bill Pullman, more than almost any right? actor I could think of, That's great. seems like he just kind of gets his call for his yes. Bill Pullman yes. role and was like – yeah, yeah, I'll, do I'll be there. I'll yeah. be Bill Pullman. Yeah. I love him. And I yeah. love him because totally. he seems so incredibly unpretentious. You know, he's unpretentious about himself. He's unpretentious about the role he takes. He gets in. He kicks ass. He has this somewhat limited range, I think. But, like, it's it basically ranges from making fun of himself to being, like, the best and coolest, most honorable dad. He's also Yeah, yeah the dad – like, he, there's an everyman quality to him. He also always feels – and you said the loose and tie thing. It always feels like he just kind of rolled out of bed. And hit his mark. Like got home from work. <laughs> or got home from work. You no, know, but he didn't it, get yeah. drunk at work. No, no, no. Yeah, yeah. He just like got home and he just – He's, just, he's just had a long day. Yeah, yeah. 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 He's, I love him. What do he's, you guys think about I him? I love him. 
I think that's what makes him such a great president all the time. It's like he like yeah. is got that kind of every man quality. He's the president you want. You totally yeah. want to have a beer with him. Well, wasn't yeah. Obama like that? Yes. 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 Exactly. <laughs> They're so similar yes. to me. Yeah. But yeah. I yeah, think yeah. that he like I always yeah, and I always thought that Bill Pullman was like really cute in like a dad way. Mm-hmm. Like he was like, Oh, that was my friend's dad. I'd be like, hey, You're dead cute. <laughs> but, like, yeah, the thing but I wouldn't I like, like do like, anything about it. <laughs> and I was over here going like saying he thought he was a DILF. <laughs> like, I mean I am. But in like a really like up dilf. like yeah. like a dilf. cool guy way. Like yeah. he's not gonna make you feel uncomfortable. He's not like that kind of like intimidating hot dad. He's just like, yeah, he's just yeah. like He's got a golden retriever. Like, he's he has also, a beard. He's also not going to make a weird with you. No. no. He's we're, totally not ever going to make you feel uncomfortable. You just get to, from afar, be like, yeah, my friend's dad is really cute, but, you know. Yeah, it's good. You have a good It's not going to happen. So it's like an interesting thing because <laughs> he's in, been with his wife for 30 years. <laughs> in Independence Day, they were obviously doing a riff, a riff on Clinton. But yeah. Clinton yeah, yeah. is the whatever good-looking-ish dad who's going to make you feel weird <clears throat> oh, and do yeah. some weird shit. He'll cross maybe. lines, for oh, yeah. sure. Whereas, like... As we all know. Yes. <laughs> like, Ob- like, Pullman was kind of like, like a proto-Obama. Where, like, he's That's the amazing. good-looking dad who is also going to, like, just be cool about having you in his house. Yeah. He'll so, coach your soccer team. Yes. To a victory. Yes. No less. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like he's been a soccer coach in something, right? Pullman? <laughs> Feels right. <laughs> I feel like he's never been that worked up to be like a yelling, screaming soccer. Well, he yells in Independence Day. But that's I mean, what I mean. Like that kind yeah. of game yeah. where it's like a rousing Yeah, man. Speech. Not going to go down without a fight. No. He tells yeah. those aliens where to go. Yeah. He's very cool. But it's this, the cadence. Yeah. But he, I mean, from an actor's standpoint, he makes, those are conscious decisions. Like it comes yeah. off as very like nonchalant, chill, like whatever. But those are, him to loosen his tie in almost every role like you're saying, that's a choice. Like, as an actor, he's making those conscious choices and he's decided to play a specific character and likes playing a specific character. It's probably part, yeah. And I'm sure he pulls a lot from his own vibes, you know, to make that happen. But I, I think, yeah, I think it's deliberate. I think he seems really effortless most of the time, you know, which is what makes him easy to watch. I think I never watch him and get like super uncomfortable. Sometimes yeah. when he's trying to be like a hard ass, it's a little weird yeah. for me. Like watching him be kind of like a I mean in this movie he wasn't he was by no means like a schemer, but like somebody who is going to pull one who's going to like take money from these girls and not do his job. That was, was a just, great scene though. There's never a world where I believe that. When he's crossing yeah. out the numbers that he's going to yeah. that I mean yeah. talk about save the cat like that's a great scene. Mm-hmm. Um and what Daniel what you're saying I think makes him just a great actor. Mm-hmm. Like I think like the actor like we take for granted for we take for granted that um that's not a good way to put it. What I'm what I'm trying to say is when you watch a movie, a lot of the times performances get dissected by laymen, and it's never fair to the uh, it's never fair to the performers really mm-hmm. for like lay people to just sit back and say I love that performance, I hated that performance, that didn't really make sense. Um, with a person like Bill Pullman, I think what my comment is basically you don't even really ap- appreciate that he's performing yep. which makes him a great performer totally it's the best it's like when you athlete. don't know it yeah. it's like an athlete when you watch i always just think about that with figure skating you watch figure skaters and they make it look so effortless oh yeah. <laughs> yeah and then you're like oh i could do that and then you get on the ice and you're like no 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 yeah. or <laughs> like, dancing in general in any, yeah yeah any, any, so it's yeah. just like he's one of those ones that he makes it look so effortless you're like yeah. no that is a talent to make it look that anybody effortless. who's ever been in front of the camera for mm. one second <laughs> knows how hard it is yeah yeah, yeah. yeah. And, and how 
how, how nearly impossible it is to look human. Yeah. So the fact that like he so effortlessly pulls off a recognizable human is kind of remarkable. It's it's funny because so I don't know if you guys are watching. There's this CNN series on right now called The Movies. Yeah, I love it it's so fantastic. much. Yeah. It's so it's so sorry. Great. It's so yeah. Good it's to watch. they're breaking it down by decades. <laughs> And, I just miss watching movies and TV. I know she wants this. So, uh, so <laughs> but they're, they, I don't know if you watched the the first two. There's I one did. in the '80s and the yeah. '90s, and the one in the '80s. One of the things that jumped out at me was when uh, Alec Baldwin was talking about a moment that Paul Newman does in The Verdict, where mm-hmm. he just picks up the phone and he has like a phone call. And Alec Baldwin says that it's the greatest, the greatest acting he's ever seen in his life because it's completely effortless. It just feels like you're just watching this guy on the phone and how the the way that Paul Newman just makes it seem like it's just not a thing. And to your point, the best actors are the ones that don't look like they're acting. I mean, it, it just, it just feels effortless. The, you know? the, the best acting I can remember seeing was season four of the wire yeah. with the yeah. four kids who had never acted oh, before. Yeah. And it never felt like kid actors. It yeah. never felt like you were watching anything other than real life. Totally. It was remarkable. Mm-hmm. So. Yeah. It's amazing stuff. We've hit the plot. So there's just two <laughs> things that I, we really kind of hit all the points. So I don't, I don't want to yeah. relitigate it, but there were a couple things that, that I did want to just talk about. The first was uh, the tape at the beginning, I that that Claire sends to uh, Bill Pullman. I Hank. found myself <laughs> Hank, Hank, Hank the Yank, Hank the obviously. Yank. Um, my apologies. Uh, <laughs> I just wanted. To say I, I would love to know uh, how she recorded it and how she sent this tape to him, but we'll just put that aside. As a device, oh, they like let them do that. Did they? Yeah. Remember, they like all like some of them had like. Well, they have their headphones, headphones which I also and... thought great cockroach blockers. Cockroach blockers. What on me? They'll block the cockroaches, the kids. Next, <laughs> the next time when I saw that uh, Jamaican prisoner lady, uh, like with her headphones on, I was like, oh, well, that's what they're for, right? <laughs> She's not listening to anything. She's just trying to keep She's just blocking the cockroaches out of her ears. That's hilarious. Uh, okay, well then that that's so she sends this. I thought as a device. It was a little clunky, but I thought it got us where it needed to go. I liked quickly. it. It got us. I mean, it, it it was effective. I got super into the movie in the beginning. I'm like, this is a movie. I know what's going on. Like, I'm I'm I, no bullshit. Yeah, no. I'm, I'm so tired of bullshit geez. and like <laughs> bullshit. Is it Mickey Blue Eyes that just soured you on movies or Mickey Blue Eyes was so bad? And Three to Tango. <laughs> Three to Tango was There's rough. just a lot of bullshit movies. Just, <laughs> We've been in a bit of a rut of you're bullshit. Spe- you're spending a lot of time like waiting for the movie to happen. And I, I yes. what I wrote down was I love the music in this movie because it put me in time and place really nicely. Mm-hmm. And I also thought that. Uh, that I didn't have to wait for like something to start happening. I agree with that. So it, I mean, again, I was, I, I, it was a little clunky insofar as that. And again, like this worth, is just worth. We're it. just, we're just yeah. you know, writers that are just like, but it just worked. Writers. Just in the <laughs> just sense writers. that, like, I, I can always sense when worth something it. is being used uh-huh. as a as a way to kind of get things Nothing, moving. But it totally worked. Get the exposition out, yeah. however you can, and the v, the VO like, worked. If it's somewhat, if it's somewhat organic, I can I can work with it yeah. and move on. Yeah. Um, and I thought what was nice about it too uh, is it introduces us to Bill's to Hank the Yank uh, <laughs> early, and then comes back around to him. Mm-hmm. So you know you know that you're like pay attention to this guy because when he comes in in a half an hour it's going to mean something. So I, I appreciated that. The only other thing, the only other character that we haven't really talked about is Lou Diamond Phillips' character. <clears throat> mm-hmm. And why he gives zero fucks about these girls? I, it's the, the like. 
he's he works at the U.S. embassy. He works at the embassy, and he's just a, a dick. Like, and I'm he's sort of kind of kind of friends with he, Hank like, the Yank. Like I couldn't tell where they were going with that. He's I kind of just like you got to you know in order to make an omelet, you got to break a few eggs. Right. You know, and like these girls with the eggs and the omelet is our relationship with the Thai government. Oh, I see what you're saying. Um, okay. But it seemed a little, it almost seemed oddly. Way too callous. Yeah. I agree. Because especially when you're going to, the prosecutor fucks them over, which mm-hmm. is what leads you to the whole like ending. Mm-hmm. Uh, you're just like, is every, the, the government's just corrupt from like, from soup to nuts, basically. I mean, okay. But I, I like Lou Diamond Phillips as an actor, and I actually found myself being like, I wish that he was in more movies and in more stuff. We're going to see him in yeah. Bats very soon. Yeah, we'll see him in Bats. That's right. He fights Bats. So Great. we have that to look forward to. <laughs> and by we, I mean Kenny and I, because we're not going to subject you to Bats, unless you want to watch Bats, in which case you well, should. Uh, is it Lou Diamond Phillips? <laughs> who else is in Bats? I'm, I'm going to look at Bats. <laughs> Anything Lou Diamond Phillips is in. Lou Diamond Phillips is great. He is I, great. I, I, I kind great. of yeah. No, no one else you know. No, who? No one directed it. Uh, no one. Lu, Lu, Louis or Louis Morneau directed no, it. No. Yeah. All right. Um, What's the? Is it just about? It's just uh, they fight bats. John Logan who wrote it. Oh my god, that's hilarious. You know who he the is? John Logan? Oh, he wrote Gladiator and Aviator. Yep, the John Logan and Skyfall. Did he write Skyfall? And bats? Yeah. Ba- did he start with bats? He all one word titles. Yo, you know what else he wrote? Ninety nine. This is really weird. I'm I'm embarrassed. I didn't know his name. Any given Sunday. Oh his shit. Ninety nine was bats and any given Sunday. Well, he was one of twelve Maybe writers on any given Sunday. Yeah, yeah. Bats any given Sunday. Gladiator. Time Machine. Star Trek Nemesis. Uh, Last Samurai. Aviator. Sweeney Todd. Rango. <laughs> Uh, Hugo, Skyfall, Spectre, Alien he's, Covenant. He's a gigantic screenwriter. Um, Started with Bats, guys. Also, he's got to somewhere. He wrote, we one, have to watch He wrote Bats something now. else in 99, too, that we're going to do. Oh, RKO 281. Oh, that's cool. About the about uh, Citizen Kane. Kane. That's a cool. That's an HBO movie? Uh, wow, he wrote Bats. <laughs> is. I think RKO Listen, is, a, is, is like a Showtime It is right a here. HBO movie. Uh, I'm I looking think, forward to but it. But we're definitely going to watch it. It's Lee Schreiber, right? As uh, Orson? Let's see how this was received. Yes, it is. Yeah. Um, seventeen percent. Uh, <laughs> John, John Logan. John Logan, guys. All right. There's a television uh, sequel this. sequel called Bats: Human Harvest. There's no way this isn't good. Yeah, oh. no, I'm, I'm looking we, forward to Bats. We'd love to have you guys back. Do you want to come on for Bats? I mean, I feel bats. like we have. We should to all watch. You don't. I mean, wait, wait. We should all watch, watch it together, together, and then yes. you guys will have actually watched. Well, we'll, we'll have watched. The there'll be another one, but yeah, bats. we've never gone to a theater but, to see them. But we can watch. Oh. We, we can watch it in my house. I have a projector. <laughs> I would, guys, if you want to come over to watch Bats, super scary. Yes, Bats is gonna be great. Rollins can watch it with us, and it's like probably 85 minutes. Uh, 91 minutes, which is awesome. And it was released just enough time. It was released in theaters, but. Five point two million, five point two five million dollar budget, one point two million dollars at the box office. This is a success story, is it? Of course. How much did it cost, and how much did it make? It made double its. Budget. Oh, I thought. Oh, so it was one. The okay, I thought it was five million dollar budget, ten million dollar at the box oh, office. That's a hit. And then that's Phil's hit. gonna write the book of the musical. That's. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, we are gonna write the book yeah. of the musical. Yeah, and then for we're bats. gonna I perform a, it. This was like a the sequel to Cats. Sequel to cats. <laughs> bats and Cats. Bats and Cats. Bats v Cats. There's no way it's worse <laughs> yes. than Cats. So, Barrett, yes. what, Barrett, Bats versus Cats is gonna be great. Barrett, uh, can I ask you how you feel about Cats, or will that like oh, ruffle some feathers on the Great White Way? No, I don't think anyone would be surprised if I said I don't care that much for Cats. Does anybody like it? Yeah, yeah, totally. Okay. People really do, but I, I don't. But I've also never seen it, honestly. It's the worst. I know some of the we, music, So, but, you know, yeah. our, our 
the season two writing staff yes. went to see Cats. I know that. Uh, and that's a fucking fever dream. That doesn't make any sense. Oh, no. It's just a bunch of cats introducing themselves to you. It's crazy. <laughs> just like, and this is me, and this is my story. And you're like, why am I supposed to care? Which, is, if, which if is also a chorus line, but whatever. Right. So it's which a chorus line with cats, yes. which I love. It's my favorite. Line is- I've never seen it, but I, it seems like something like if a cat could speak, that's what it would be. Like that would be the musical it, of cats. If talk. a cat could speak the, and also—that's a fair point. Like, make their argument why I'm, they should go to heaven. Hi, yeah. it is. There's a heaven yeah. thing. Right. And spoiler: the oldest cat goes to heaven. Shocking. No, like, the best no, singer goes to heaven. That's just <laughs> that's the one who has the best. <laughs> the one who has the best song. Insane. <laughs> but no, uh, I, mean, I, I am truly excited for the trailer to drop for the cats movie. I just I don't, I don't know, know what, what the think. fuck this thing is going to be, and I'm so excited. Oh, apparently it's like, what are their, their, their motion capture, their motion capture, but, but it's performance and they built extra big sets so that the, the scale is right. So they want the cats to be, who's in this Taylor Taylor Swift. Swift. Gene McKellen, Dench. Judy Dench, Idris Elba, no one Jennifer understands. Hudson, Jennifer Hudson, James Corden. You know Corden. what? Sometimes madness is you don't get it until you see it. And maybe it's going to be absolutely fucking brilliant. You want to know what? Am I allowed to Uh-oh. say that word? Yes. This better could... than Moulin Rouge. <laughs> I just realized There's that. nothing better than Moulin Rouge. Yeah, that's, that's crazy. <laughs> but this is how everyone that's was talking crazy. about Star is Born for years. Oh, everyone God. was like, Star is Born going to be the biggest disaster of all time. And, of course, Titanic, everyone thought was going to be the biggest disaster of all time. Well. I'm going to go on record right now. Oh, no. Are you, I, you really? Think, of course not. Cats. Yeah, that's crazy. <laughs> like, I don't, yeah. yeah. I also want to say day, that, like, cats. And, and I also think, and I don't know if I got your thoughts on this, but I'm curious. What were your thoughts on the Les Mis movie? Uh, um, <laughs> I, you know, I didn't hate it. Okay. Uh, I didn't hate I it love, either, but I, I love I, Hugh Jackman. I love him. I'm... Who doesn't love Do him? I, I don't know if I was like, oh, great, this is the perfect role for him. But I just love him. I mean, yeah. Russell Crowe was garbage. Holy he was cr- garbage. That was crazy. It was awful. It was I also awful just hated how it was filmed. The yeah. whole thing felt like it was filmed by a, a six-year-old with a wide-angle lens. Yo, the PBS. Really? Did anyone see the PBS Les Mis? No. It was not a musical. It was based oh, on Oh, I know book. what it was. It was yeah. amazing. Really? It was amazing. I actually thought really the cast great. across the board was pretty good in oh, Les Mis. I just thought so I thought Russell Crowe stuck out with this rhythm. I, I really don't like the way everyone's decided Tom Hooper sucks because he because everyone has because of Les Mis. Um, it wasn't that he, bad. No, it's no. I, I think people think the movie's pretty good, but they're like he kind of got so up in people's grills mm. that it took away from the movie. But the yeah. the way he frames his shots is unlike the way unlike what anyone else does. Um, he provides context and perspective and perspective. The visual language of his movies is really kind of thrilling to me because he often does it with pretty staid topics. Mm-hmm. Um, I think the King's Speech is a hundred million times better than it has any right to be. It's like I, an I, engrossing just, movie when, like, it's a pretty boring subject matter. I wasn't – just to be clear, like, I, I'm not a Tom Hooper hater necessarily. I think that The King's Speech is is a good movie. I think the the only – I mean, the problem The King's Speech has is that it unjustly won Best Picture course, and Best Director. Of course. So it's – you know, it, it lost – it beat Fincher in The Social Network and it will always be known as the film that did that. And Hooper has sort of that kind of around his neck a little bit. And then Les Mis on top of it all, some people really didn't like it. I thought it was fine. The music's – Tremendous! I yeah. thought the cast was pretty great. He had a tremendous Except for budget. Of the house, yeah, it's all pretty good. It's all pretty good. Yeah, I, I didn't particularly like the Master in the House either. But, <laughs> but 
there's just to me it's like this is a blank check situation that this guy is cashing on cats and i'm just i'm like i'm curious to see what the hell it turns out let's see what happens i'm, I'm we have to do an episode on cats we've talked about it so much bats and cats guys it would be yeah, so well, cool <laughs> it would be so cool if cats was good that's kind of all i have to say it, it would be interesting. I feel like it's going to be that. What was that one with Meryl Streep, like Into the Woods or yeah. something? I feel yeah. like it's going to end up being like that. A like, movie that doesn't exist? An, well, it's going to have an audience, yeah. and that audience is going to be people that like cats and people like musicals and people that like those actors. But I don't know if I it doesn't seem like it's going to be a film that's going to have reach beyond that. I'm I'm waiting. But I'm, I'm pretty convinced that it's going to get punted, that it's going to get moved. You mean to next year? Yeah. I, I, I'm, I keep, well, its release date is the same day as Star Wars. And as of right now. Counter-programming. Wow. <laughs> I don't think anything counter-programs Star Wars. But they are saying a point there, but they're saying the people that go to see Star Wars are not the people that are going to see Star Wars. Like, or Absolutely. that they'll go see maybe both. Yeah, I would see both. I, I my my point double, is, double I'll, I'll, I, maybe maybe I'm you know completely wrong, but I could see, it, it reeks of like March 2020 to me, where they're just like, this is a movie that just can't hack it in. They're probably right. With but that we'll cast and all, that much money, I feel Yeah, like but Taylor's not to- in it. She's in it as much as... I guess my point is I don't think that anyone's going to be like I have to go see Taylor Swift perform. Yeah, it's, who's going to go see? Well, that's actually that's, bullshit. Yeah, I was that's exactly saying. why so many people. I mean, are gonna go I, see that what movie. I want to see that movie for Taylor Swift. I want to see Taylor Swift in the green thing with the dots yeah. jumping around a, a soundstage of, oh. of green screens. That's funny. Have you ever watched a video of? <laughs> this is going to draw some <laughs> yeah, yeah. ire. I think. Oh. Have you ever watched a video? Did of, she just use a big word again that I don't know. Ire. Iron? I've never heard that word before. She three, does this to me all the time. three letters. No, Iron? Iron? No, you know what I mean? Like a that word. Was that amazing. Of course, of course. Can just someone... Wrath. Wrath. Got it. Thanks. Okay. Barrett sort has of. a Damn amazing it. vocabulary. I'm give sorry. Me no, no, no. space to maybe brush this one under the rug. Uh, no, 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 no. That's what this is. That's, that's we, what this is for. We are an hour and 45 minutes. This is your chance. This is Into a deep cut moment. It's just the four of us, I promise. Have you ever watched a watched a video of taylor swift dancing like in not in a music video but like at one of her concerts i've seen taylor there swift was, at concerts dancing yeah, there are some yep. like videos is of, it bad oh yeah yes. it's really bad it's really uncomfortable to watch yeah. it went viral a couple of years really? ago and i couldn't stop looking i could not well, she's stop. just she's not she's like, so skinny she's, she's so just skinny like, and her body just it's all angles it's there's no grace to and it she kind of tries to like do some sexy like hip, sexy, sexy moves hip, and like it's, it's lots of hips that but she's, she's so bony it's like knees and, yeah. <laughs> and shoulders she's kind and of like a she's it's almost like Gumby. she's in the middle of puberty like that her body's yeah. all like sort of distorted oh, and it's just taylor swift I it's don't hard think we should watch. be getting that. I don't feel I mean, bad yeah, for. We shouldn't feel bad. For, I just, for, I just think it's funny, and I encourage her. Are you playing something? We, yeah, we, I'm watching her dance. Let's. <laughs> I need to see this. It's, it's, um, it's rough, but you know. We, oh no! There's one of her like up on it, like during a concert. This like, is up, like, a yeah, that's more like compilation it, of her dancing at concerts. But there's one at her like where she's performing. Turn it down, so- well, so we don't get like sued if anyone's going to sue us. No, Ben Hosley says we can talk over it. <laughs> that's right. That's right. Yeah, the yeah, bots will yeah. pick it up. There's one where she's like up on. She gets elevated up. It's yes, during it? one yes, of her concerts, and yeah. she's up on a thing, and she's like kind of doing a sexy. Move. It's like she's electric, being electrocuted. Yeah, yeah, that's very awkward. It's, 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 it's like unfortunate. Jack Skellington. <laughs> <laughs> we talked. We talked to little Taylor on uh, on the uh, Women's World Cup episode. Taylor as well. comes up. Taylor comes up from time to time. Yeah, she's a big star. Yeah. Well. Yeah, she's is. also in cats. She's in cats. It's gonna be great. We're gonna do bats. Bats is gonna be great. Yeah, we'll do yeah. bats. We'll do bats, right? Do bats, bats together. Yeah, I'm excited. 
I think that's, I mean, we should, let's rate this. Yeah, let's, let's rate this. Zero to 99 it. Yeah. Um, you guys remember how the ratings go? Well, I never saw it before. So right, same with the, th- the three of us. Yeah. It's just uh, it's just a pre podcast, post podcast as okay. to what your number is. You saw it obviously mm-hmm. around ish. You saw it in the past. I saw it in the past, yeah. And then you did, you we have not watched it recently, so you will abstain from said rating. Well, would I give a rating after this podcast? So the, my rating of when I was oh yeah, we could do that. Yeah, yeah. My yeah, we could do that. Yeah, this yeah. Uh, I'll go first. Just uh, I, I before this podcast, I'd probably give it a sixty five. That's sort of where I'm. It's not a bad rating. It's not a bad rating. I, I didn't hate this movie. Okay. Um, I, I I would say that it might be a little lower now based on this conversation. I think I'm probably let's say 59 is where I'm at right now. I still I there's there's enough to recommend. The performances are great. Uh, it's a it's a real time capsule when it comes to the soundtrack. Um, yeah, I don't know, and it's got some really. I mean, I, I would recommend it if if nothing else for that scene with the dad. I thought that scene was was tremendous, and then for Claire's big scene at the end, I mean, those are all worthy of, of recommendation, in my opinion. Barrett, um, hmm. <laughs> <laughs> um, I would like to give Claire Danes like an eighty-seven. Sure, um, and, and Nelly, everyone else, Nelly Furtado also. <laughs> she gets, gets a ninety-nine. Love Nelly, um, but uh, and Bill Pullman, obviously, and Bill know. Pullman is sure. you know yeah. beyond words, yeah. Um, he's my president. Um, <laughs> the president would be yeah. such a good yeah. Um, read Wind tomorrow. But I think as a as a move uh, as a film, I'm going to probably give it like a 55 pre podcast okay. okay. and post podcast. I'm probably sitting about the same place. Okay. I don't think. I mean, I didn't win you over at all, Barry. Is that what you're telling? Well, me? you know what? Actually, I, I will say that when I think about what I may have felt if I had seen this movie as a younger person, I think I would have loved this movie in the 90s. I think if I had seen it when it came out, I mean, at an older age, obviously, than I was at the time, I would have really liked this movie. It would have felt really cool and hip and awesome, and I would have wanted to be like them, even though they were in a shitty situation. And Yeah, I think we're all looking at this through the lens of, you know, time and age and all that. I think that if I saw this in 99, I probably would have liked it more than I liked it uh, watching it now. Who knows? Dana, you want to go? You want me to go? You want to go? <laughs> <laughs> um, whatever you want. Uh, whatever you want. <laughs> What's happening right now? I, Kenny, do you want to go? Um, sure. <laughs> I hate to do this. Oh, oh boy. Uh, harsh. This is the first movie that I can remember in a long time where you and I actually are on opposite sides of 50. Okay. Um, I gave it a 43. Okay. Last or no, I didn't watch last night, but this week when I watched it, mm-hmm. um, <laughs> I'm just gonna go up a little bit. Forty five. Uh, it's like a forty five for me. More insulting. You might as well just say forty three. <laughs> I know it was a pity. Forty five. <laughs> <laughs> like, oh, I guess I'll give it two points. I was like, oh, I feel sad. I don't mean, like you know. Um, I don't. You know, it just it, we we spoke about this movie. It's about a 43 for me, 45. Post and pre? I'm giving it a 45. That's what it is. It's okay. not a bad movie. Good intentions. Tried its hardest. Um, didn't hit the marks for me. Um, no points off for its insensitivity because who who could have known? But um, ultimately, like, yeah, I just think that there was a, like, a narrative propulsion that wasn't there and made it for a very flabby middle of this movie. Um, flabby. Great end. Cool beginning. 
Um, that's what saves it from being lower for me. All right. Sorry. 17-year-old Danielle gave it a 99, baby. What, really? <laughs> oh, hell yeah. I loved this movie. Loved it. Uh, now talking about it, since I haven't seen it, I mean, it's interesting, though, if you guys actually listen back to this at all, you guys all brought up how you liked individual scenes so much. Mm-hmm. How this scene, this movie was made up of a, a lot of, not maybe a lot, but a, a, handful. Very, a handful of yeah. really good scenes. There were. That yeah. really, I think, is what stuck with me, even as I think back on it. Like, we were, like, talking about Lou Diamond Phillips. I'm like, I don't remember Lou Diamond Phillips, the movie. But the scenes I remember I really loved. But then you guys brought up really a lot of points that I remember the middle being kind of just, like, where is this going? And just remembering the cockroach in the air kind of happening and the dad coming to visit. But the beginning was great. It sucked you in. And the ending left you an emotional mess on the floor. So I st- I love the movie and I loved what it did. I mean, of course, now I think it's not going to be a 99. I think after kind of dissecting it, I, w- I would maybe say like um, like a 70. Well, I'm what, I, what when we release this, I'll obviously give you a heads up. Yeah. You should tweet like what you think of it today because – I like when I would, watch it? Yeah, or, if you watch yeah. it again. Yeah, I will. Because I'd be curious to hear what you think. Because so obviously I. we've sort of tainted your <laughs> probably your perception of it to some degree. But but yeah, I, 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 didn't, I didn't hate on this movie. I just – I think there's stuff that did work. And when it worked, it worked really well. And when it didn't, it was disappointing. You know, it's interesting. I was just thinking about what Danielle said about the different scenes too. Is like they were – all the scenes that I can think of that I enjoyed were pretty isolated to like the American – I mean, obviously, most of the characters are American. The main characters are American. Everyone else is like a nameless Asian person, um, which is a problem with this movie. But like, (laughs) you know, that that there's like, you don't really, well, obviously, if this movie was made now, we would just be looking at a very different like Mm -hmm. cultural landscape. And it would probably not be so quick to like condemn the tie, which. Yeah, it, it would almost definitely be the opposite. Right, it would almost definitely be about Americans who go into another culture and bring their own American bullshit with them, and ha- yeah, and then you know, get an attitude. I don't think adjustment. that's right. Either, though. <laughs> well, it's probably not right. That's why this movie almost—that's why this setup can't be done. Is almost doomed from the start mm-hmm. today. But you know what? That's not a bad thing. Like no. these aren't like the best setups about like like the kind of the how scary foreign people are. Like, isn't that ultimately what this is kind of about? Like, that's not really a great place to start. I agree with that. So it does, it does feel, it starts off in this place of adventure and, and, and like going to a new country. And then it's about, then it turns. I'll throw one other thing. There's this website that occasionally we use called the bomb report Mm -hmm. and broke down palaces on the bomb report because it was a bomb. It was. It describes this movie as a, a xenophobic movie. Mm-hmm. And I think mm-hmm. that that's fair. I do too. Like it's the the, the site's a little tongue in cheek. Like it is try, kind of trying to like let you know why this movie failed. But like that's fair. And it's not even so much that the movie is. It's that the premise is. Like the premise is just kind of, kind of inescapably, inescapably. Do you guys say xenophobic or xenophobic? I think it works either way. Inescapably, inescapably. You guys say inescapably or inescapably? (laughs) (laughs) Inescapably xenophobic. So that is a problem. And again, I'm not taking points off for it, but like it is a reason why I would never make the movie today. Yeah. Certainly not this way. I mean, I think, I think there's, I, I, yeah. You're kind of fucked from the jump. A little bit. So next week. Um, doing something a little new, I guess. A little kind of new, maybe, sort of. We're doing the best songs, our favorite songs of 1990. Yeah, a little new. It's a little new. It's a little off, uh, a little off brand. 
Uh, our favorite songs of 1999 mixed a little bit with our favorite albums of the decade. Yeah. Of this decade. As the, you do. Because why not? We were talking music. It's our we podcast. Figured, why not? We do what we want to do. Uh, it was a fun episode. Um, we had a blast. Don't really know how much fun it'll be to listen to. But... It'll be fun because we had a great time. <laughs> we did and a game. you listened to this mostly to hear me and Phil enjoy ourselves, right? It's true, obviously. So it's um, a great it's a great time. Yeah. You really can relive the, the songs of 1999. And um, some great music uh, of the past decade. Yes, some actual great music of the past decade and some also songs yeah. that came out in 99. Sure. And we and we made a game out of it. So yes. we'd play like clips and try to quiz each other. And I don't think I half of them maybe we knew. We didn't do great. <laughs> but we didn't do, we didn't don't want to give too much but, away. But, so we're doing that. Great. So we're doing that. And then uh, tomorrow we are dropping a bonus episode. Mm-hmm. Uh, on everyone's favorite movie, everyone's mm-hmm. favorite felines. Um, had to do it. We had to do it. We had we're to do an it. episode on cats. One of us saw the movie to completion. Yes. Uh, we'll let you guess which one of us that was. That was not, not <laughs> meow. <laughs> um, and uh, so we're going to talk about that. And then on Friday. Can you believe they don't say meow once in cats? They really don't. It's sort of shocking. Although I'm trying to remember if, whatever, they don't. Um, and then on, that's all cats actually say. Yeah. Someone on Twitter posted something about how they wish that there was just one shot, one cutaway to like humans, just like walking down an alley and a bunch of was, there was a woman's foot that throws, which is weirdly small. Did you notice how weirdly like almost animated? Didn't seem like a real person. Uh, but that's in part, that feels part and parcel of the, looking forward to this one. Uh, and then on Friday, we are dropping our final Freaks and Geeks episode, uh, or at least for this for this batch, we'll say, um, with Alan Seppenwall. Mm-hmm. Time to come back uh, to talk about the series finale of Freaks and Geeks. It's been a hell of a run. Had a blast. Such a great time. And um, so that's happening. So three episodes. And then, uh, you know, like that. Phil, so I want to ask you one question about Freaks and Geeks. Sure. After our rewatch. Uh-huh. Where does it rank in your all-time series? Oh, it was boy. not my. It, I would say it was not my top ten before this, and it is now. I, I would agree. I mean, it, it is. It's a show that you know. I uh, I bought the box set because, as as people know, can't stream it. Mm-hmm. Um, and I bought it, and I was like, well, you know, listen, I'm glad I have it. You know, I'm thrilled I have it now. It is. It is definitely something that I will watch again. Yeah, me it's too. something that I'm that I'm so happy that I have physical media of it. Um, so yeah, I mean, I'm, I, it's it's a it's a really special show, and I'm I'm thrilled that we were able to do what we did with it. So, all right. Uh, well, thank you for being on here, and you guys. I love being on here. Thank yeah, you. this oh is so much fun. I can literally guys. do this awesome. all day. We're gonna do. We we're gonna just do bats. Turn off. Stop recording. <laughs> just, <laughs> just keep just, talking. Just keep talking. Get some postmates and continue this. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I can't believe we've shamed you guys into doing bats. No, no, you haven't. I think. Well, now I'm really excited about bats. Bats is gonna be great. Okay? Well, we're gonna have fun watching John bats. Logan. Like, there's so many. That's what's yeah. so fascinating about movies. Is you see like where careers and careers. That's, and, that's, oh, I love it. Yeah. So we're gonna do bats. It's gonna be great. Uh, you're both on Twitter. Yeah. Oh, D underscore Savory. Barrett. Barrett underscore Doss. Are you? <laughs> yeah, Barrett, Barrett underscore Doss. You can find me on Twitter. Uh, they're both on Instagram as well. Uh, we are at Podcast Like 1999 on Instagram and Twitter. Uh, please rate, review, subscribe. Thank you for listening. Podcast like it. Just podcast like it. Podcast like it's 1999. Podcast like it. You on the podcast. Nice.
99. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50% to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash trip for free shipping and 365-day returns. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50% to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.